Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Yes, sir. And we're back. I'm back. Uh, Paper Route. Another episode of Paper Route, another week. I know I've been missing for, it feels like forever. It's only been two weeks. Corey, how has it been without me? Man, it's been great. Your team's been holding it down. Oh, it's been great. Your team has been holding it down. I mean, Stack's been on a couple times since you've been gone, too. We have some great shows. We have some great shows while you were gone. I ain't going to lie. But you got to tell us how your trip was, yo. How was was your trip? You was in... What, you in Paris? You was in Paris, and you also went to Africa. Yeah, we are a little bit everywhere. Is Stack on right now? Yeah, yeah, Stack's on. Stack's on, can I get it? Can I see Stack, my brother? What up, bro? There you go. What up? He been traveling, too, a lot. He can't hear us. Stack can't hear us. But here's the deal, uh, Corey. Mm -hmm. Um, Amazing opportunity to go to Cannes. So Mm -hmm. Cannes, France, um, Cannes Lion. Cannes Lion is where all the advertisers and marketing uh, executives and, and the big agencies representing a bunch of the big brands. We're talking about the PepsiCo's of the world. We're talking about the Nestle's. We're talking about, you know, GMC, et cetera, et cetera, Procter mm-hmm. and Gamble. So it's like one big party, but you're sitting there mingling and connecting with some of the, the top decision makers. So that was a business trip, but yeah. it was also fun. Yeah. So we had a great time there. And then also, uh, you know, just shot over to Paris for a day. Okay. It was uh, yeah, it, there you go. Stack, tell the truth, tell the truth. Hey, was up with an hour, a ninety-minute flight, Stack. <laughs> Have you ever been to Paris Fashion Week, Stack? Because me and you kind of similar dudes. We don't do fashion shows and stuff like that. So I had an opportunity to go over there. Have you ever done it? Never. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, Stack. Look, this is what we gonna do next year. We <laughs> no, gonna we're go. not. No, we're not. Don't even do it. Don't even do it. I'm not going. Stack. <laughs> we not gonna do. Let it. me tell you how we gonna do it though, because this is my first time, bro. So I'm in. I'm in Cannes. It's an hour and a half away, right? Ninety minute flight. Boom. So we shoot over there. I'm with Memphis Depay, uh, huge European soccer player, uh, known worldwide. Uh, so now we we VIP everywhere. Like soccer players, they just move differently. You know, Word. NBA players and NBA is similar because NBA, they y'all expand, y'all extend to Russia, to China and then other parts of the world. Basketball can take you that far. Football, we're in clothes and just in the States. And maybe mm-hmm. we push into Canada. We're trying to do London a little bit, the UK. But so anyways, we're over there stack and everybody's there. And this was one of those legendary moments because Pharrell was there, you know, oh, the Louis Vuitton yeah. show. He's the oh, creative right, director right. of Louis Vuitton. So we talk about the who's who in sports and right. entertainment and fashion and business. Everybody was right there. And so Stack, uh, we, we moved like bosses and kings. It was awesome to go there for, you know, almost 48 hours. 
So next year, Stack, what I'm proposing is we go over there with the right people. We don't need right. to be sitting front side. That's not what we do, Stack. We, you know, we like to buy nice things and dress clean. We're not into fashion like these young boys are, right? <laughs> but we can go right. over there. We can take our ladies. We can, you know, have nice meals. We can do a little shopping. We can do a little sightseeing. You down for that or what? I'm definitely down for that. I we I just I went to Croatia for for well all the smoke with Matt, and I stopped in Amsterdam for a couple of days. So I definitely know what you're talking about. Those mm -hmm. quick stops, you know. Right. I definitely enjoy myself. And we did some good shopping in Amsterdam, so I feel you. There you go. Mm -hmm. what, what do you have against Fashion Week, Stack? Because it's like you push uh, back heavy on fashion. I'm not. I'm not. Th I'm just not. You know, it's it's, certain, it's a lot of things that I'm good at, and there's a lot of things that I'm in. I'm just not the person to sit there and watch people walk around in clothes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not into it. I rather. I'd rather call Coco Mama. That's her name yeah. on, on Instagram, Coco Mama. She she helps me get all my clothes. I'd rather call her. She send me pictures of the same stuff that's at Fashion Week and just send it to my house. Right. Stack, I, I don't see you as a dude that's into fashion like that. I see you as a dude that has style. How would you yeah, describe I, your style? I, I agree. And people always ask me this. And I say this, my dress style is I, I dress like a 90s dope boy still. <laughs> Ashley's walking. Go ahead, Ashley. Go ahead. Come on in. She don't want to. She don't want to hey, go ahead. Ashley. Go hey, Ashley. Come on in. I still dress like a '90s dope boy. I wear a lot of jeans, <laughs> white tees, fitted caps. Yeah, you know what I mean. I throw some Louis on every now and then. Can you can you hear Stack Ashley when he said he's a '90s dope boy? '90s dope boy is crazy. Hold on, come I back. Dress. That's I, accurate. I've seen him at uh, when I saw him at Iverson I, Classic. That's exactly how he was dressed. Right. That's, that's why the people love you. You know who you are, Ashley. I was. I've been gone for two weeks. We and, are, and we're I, fully aware. Thank I'm kind of happy to be back, but I'm also missing. Oh, she, she, she's kind of mad, too. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't go there. I'm walking back into some beef. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm saying, them pictures you posted, and you know what I'm saying? Ashley on the homeland, you know, that's normally your partner in crime. I don't know how all of a sudden that trip she get left out. I'm just asking. <laughs> that was a whole nother movement. That was something different. But, but you know, look, look, we can talk about it if you want, or we can wait. But Ashley, I was expecting to come back and you, you know, to you feeling better. You're still hobbling. What's going on with this foot? I am, I am feeling better. Um, as Corey can attest to, this sometimes timelines when it comes to healing in the body don't go according to plan. But um, mm -hmm. I'm in a good space, and I'm hopeful that next week I'll be walking. So is this messing up your summer? Um, no. Tomorrow's July fourth. The summer's just started. So okay. Right. It could be worse. I have a listen. I'm, I look at it like this. I have a foot. Some people don't have feet. Yeah. And I'm blessed to be in that position. I mean, so. look, you could have a torn Achilles. Gotta Ooh. be thankful. That is true. And listen, it's <laughs> I'm on crutches. I'm not, you know. You I, you can still go outside with crutches. Yeah, you alive and well. You good. Well, you know, Who I crossed, was thinking about that because about, somebody crossed your over. Who crossed you over? Said, no. <laughs> First of all, don't try me. I'm not Brandon Marshall. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to keep up. What's happening right now? Crossover? I'm not, oh, no, I'm you, not you Brandon know, Marshall. You know Ain't nobody crossed me over. Wait, wait, wait. You know what? That's, okay, that's okay, okay. Oh, okay. basketball. Real. Okay. Ain't nobody ever no, crossed me over. because no, we ain't even yeah, talking about that, Brandon. We seen the footage, baby. It's your first day back. It's your first day back, but we're not going to let you off the hook. You're going to have to give us the play-by-play -play of what happened here. Go ahead, throw it to it, BC. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Yo, so, okay, so here's oh, the situation. Oh, right? my goodness. <laughs> so here's the situation. That's Memphis Depay, big legendary uh, footballer. A lot of us in America knows him, and I hate to say this because my brother, you know, and he's so far past this, but, you know, he was the first to really put Lori Harvey on. 
Okay, so we. Oh my God! Oh my God. Are we are we serious right <laughs> now? We're that. No, we're not doing that. That is not All where right, I thought okay. we were gonna go with. All right, this. so he's he's really good. Uh, he's from the Netherlands. He played on a national team, and he he also he's been on Barcelona, <laughs> Spain, so many other teams. So we're in Ghana, and uh, we're training. It's it's late night, and the whole city's out there, right? And so I'm feeling energized. You know that how I am, Ashley. We did this with Angel Reese. Anytime there's a ball, a stick, any bat, like I want to be involved. Okay, so I go out there in my Travis Scotts. We're on turf. It's it's slippery out there. Ghana's weather feels like Miami. Okay, a lot of humidity there. Mm -hmm. So it's sticky. It's a little wet out there. All right. So he had he had cleats on. He got the best of me, but we'll run it back. So he got me. That's a that, that, this you, dude makes probably like fifty million dollars a year. Yeah, we got dunked on when using with Angela Reese too. So it's becoming a thing. Oh shit! <laughs> that footage we do not have. That footage cannot <laughs> confirm or deny. I have it. No, you don't. I, I for sure. Oh yes, it. she does. Yes, she does. I have it. <laughs> Uh, you set yourself up going out there with some shoes on. Though, I know. Dude. That Listen, dude was quick. That dude was quick. I, I'd have to give it to him. He's quick as hell. Yeah. Like, when it, watching him train, to be honest, he reminded me of, like, a Tyree Kill. He's not as fast yeah. as Tyree Kill, but he's quick. Like, yeah. Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, some of those guys. I wasn't expecting him to have that much lateral explosion. It was mm. pretty impressive. And, bro, I, I, I did the whole workout with him in the warm-up. I thought we were done. <laughs> The warm-up was like a whole deal. You know, these dudes go out there. They're playing three games a week, and they're running 90 minutes straight to two hours. It's unbelievable. Yeah. He's little, right? You got to be in a different type of shape to play soccer. Sorry. I mean, he looked <laughs> like, he looked like just, an average soccer size. He, he's like little, right? He's well, like I would say I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, uh, a large human being. He's That's like, my, he's like my height, right? <laughs> I would say he's like OBJ. Is that little? Is he that tall? Oh, he, is he actually that tall? Girl? I thought he was like he, I thought he was like five six five he, seven. No, no, no. He may be an inch shorter than OBJ. So he's my height because hmm. OBJ is like five nine. Okay, then he's your height. Right? OBJ is like five nine, right? No, he's taller than you. Like OBJ, I thought he's like five ten, five eleven. Is he? But. I don't know. Any, anyways, let's get My into bad, the show. My bad, OBJ. Let's what I think he was Paper shorter. route, we hey, back, we baby. Back, we back. And we I'm back. glad to hey, have Brandon yo, back. Hey, B, you, B, you lucky you're not on, on, on your show with your boys, Cam and um, Mace no more, because they would have they paused you a few minutes ago. Hey, when I said I'm a large human being, I, I know. No, he's, no, lateral explosion was crazy. <laughs> oh, lateral explosion. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't <laughs> a pause moment. You think so? Lateral, <laughs> lateral explosion was crazy. <laughs> He honestly put himself out there with the second pause, I guess. <laughs> Yo, they got me on yeah. that show. They they uh they gave y'all a shout, shout out, out too. To you saw this post today, he gave you and uh Matt Barnes a shout out and a few other people that he respected in the space and then he told oh, everybody dope. else they on notice. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Yep, yep. Hey, it was a big weekend in free agency. We got we saw some names go to some new cities. So we'll talk about that. And Dane Time is finally over in Portland. We'll talk about that too. But stack. We got a date, and what I'm referring to is the Canelo fight, but we also yes, received another update to it too, right? Now, it's not going to be Jamal Charlo. We were talking about this it's on Dale. Thursday. We're like, ah, it's the smaller brother. He'd be going up two weight classes. Now, they're talking about it's going to be Jamel Charlo. So, he's That's the right. undisputed champ. Canelo's the undisputed champ. This is actually going to be the first time two undisputed champs face each other in the four-belt era. What are your thoughts now with those changes? I mean, I, I like it. I like it better. I mean, he's coming off a uh, hand injury, but... Um, I spent some time with him, and he's in great shape, bro. He ready to fight. Um, yeah. Undisputed against undisputed, I think that's dope. I think that's what the fans want to see. Gonna give the fans um, a, a great fight. Canelo haven't been pushed by too many guys. Mel gonna push him. Mel gonna push him. Uh, Canelo's still a stronger fighter, I think. 
but the things that Mel can do in the ring, you know, the way he, the different punches he he gonna bring, it's gonna be a great, exciting fight, man. I don't know, if, I don't know what type, who's gonna win it yet because I still want to do a little bit, a little homework. I still want to watch some more Canelo fights and watch Mel fights so I can get a, so I can gauge them two uh, going against each other. But it's gonna be a great fight. You know, I'm definitely going going with Mel. That's Texas. That's my little brother. Right. But um, definitely a great fight for the fans. Yeah, I mean. Stack, you're 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 emerging as one of the top uh, boxing voices, which is pretty cool. It's actually something that I wanted to do. I, I'm not jealous or envy of you, Stack, but it's something that I tried to brother. get. Done. Like six uh, uh. six years ago, I was like, "Yo, I really want to get in boxing. We're gonna get in boxing." So it is impressive seeing how you've been able to navigate your way through boxing over the last two years in the shows Thanks, that bro. you're producing. It's pretty dope. Um, for people that don't know, this is a, an interesting matchup. This is an interesting fight, Ashley. We spent time with the twins, a couple of me and DJack, maybe a month and a half ago. That was a legendary episode for us. And we also hung out with them in Vegas. So, you know, and, and we know them. So uh, we, we know the backstory. The The bigger brother, Ger, Ger, uh, Jamal, was supposed to fight. Hold on, we got instead of Jamal. Yeah, we got this correct. Jamal was supposed to fight uh, Canelo, as you guys are saying. Right. And this has been something they've been working on for the past year or two. Right, he's the bigger yep. brother. He's the older brother. He's the stronger one. They're in different classes. Uh, they have different skill sets. And Canelo, right, is in a different stratosphere. So this is going to be a tough fight for Jamel. Now, Jamal, the reason why he hasn't been fighting, and he he spoke about this publicly, and he spoke about this on our platform. He's been dealing with his own personal challenges, shit that we all deal with, things that's happening at home. You know, he's taking care of his children, he's taking care of himself. So he's been on ice for two years. So when that came out, I was like, this doesn't make sense because when we talked, he was like, yo, I got to get a couple warm up fights, and then I want this. So he was talking about Canelo just six weeks ago. But his brother, and it's interesting, you see them two going back and forth stack where he's like, no, nah, bro, like, you know, that's that's me. And he's like, no, nah, I need to get him right now. I'm going to do this for us, right? That's the big fight. It's going to be a big bag. And so he's been trying to get the th this Canelo fight before his brother get back off, of, get off of ice. So this is going to be interesting because this is not how it's supposed to happen. Uh, Tremel, he's a different breed. This dude is the type of guy, uh, stack, as you know, that uh, he'll fight to the death. And, and and I think that's the that's the thing that he has going for him. But when we talk about pound for pound, we talking about skill for skill. Man, uh, Canelo has the edge, and, uh, and, and and these are this is the homie. But I got to keep it real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stack. I want to yeah, I want to really get your thoughts on this because I mean Brandon made the 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 best point there. We're, we're talking about Canelo Alvarez. He he's arguably one of the best pound for pound fighters of all time. Not to mention that you know he he really fighting him at one sixty eight. You know, he, he's used to, he's typically fighting at 175. He's almost even dipped into cruiserweight. We're talking about 200 pounds, and he's a guy, he, he probably walks around at 200 And Mel's pounds. never fought over 170. Never fought over 170. Yeah. So, I mean, he's also moving up in a, in a weight class to fight Canelo. Like, what is, what's, what's going to be Charlo's game plan? Like, what, what does he have to do if he wants to, you know, come out victorious against Canelo? Because, to me, it has nothing to do with skill. We're talking about guys who are just at, at different sizes. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a grind for him. You know, definitely going to be his biggest payday. That's one plus out of uh, it's going to be the biggest, biggest payday. But I think the the fight with Canelo, Canelo is just a stronger puncher. He's just a bigger guy. And he's going to he's going to have to withstand a lot of a lot of punches and a lot of pain because not only is he strong, but Canelo is fast, too. Yeah. You know, he got he, he got quick hands. And over the years, his, de his defense has become better. So 
with Mel going up to fight him and Canelo has, has went up and waiting for for bigger guys and been able to take those punches and those guys couldn't knock him out. I think Mel, Mel has to come with a different game plan that nobody expects and pull a rabbit out of his hat because this is going to be a, a, the toughest fight of his career. And, um, you know, the odds and everything, the way you're looking at it, it's looking like it's going to be an easy win for Canelo. Yeah, well, I'll say this. I, I never go against the culture. I'm always going to bet with us, right? Um, of course. And so I'm going with Mel. And, and as yep. we talk about, you know, the size, uh, maybe this is a pause moment. I don't know. You, let you guys be the judge. But you got to note that uh, Jermel is taller, a couple inches, two and, two and a half inches, and has a longer reach. So he does have that advantage. But when Stack is talking about size, like he's just heavier. Like you said it, um, Corey, he walks around heavier. He's fought at 175. And that one of his losses, uh, Canelo, I don't know if it was his only loss, but that was the problem. He went up too much. Yeah. Right? But this dude is a dog. And so is Mel, but he, though. But he still didn't get hurt in those fights, though. He wasn't yeah, hurt in those he, fights. He really held right. his own. Yeah. Right. I was shocked. I mean, you think about Canelo, you think about dude being undefeated. And it's interesting uh, how boxing is now, Stack. If you lose a fight, it's like you're over. Like, if Javante Davis lose a fight, everybody's like, oh, he's not Javante Tank Davis. What's your thoughts around, you know, uh, being undefeated or maybe losing one or two? Are you still that guy if you drop one? If Canelo or uh, Jamel dropped it, you know, loses, well, someone has to lose. Are they still that guy? Yeah, they still. I mean, you know, like, I, I, I've i never been the guy that, that respects boxers that, that hide behind that O and try to protect that O. Because in order to be the best, you got to fight the best. Everybody has lost. Right. And but that don't take away from, you know, if you lose to the greats, that don't take anything away from you. You lost to the one of the best ever. Right. But you're still one of the best ever because you got in that ring to fight. Now, why you think uh, Marvin Hagler, he, he's not as uh, known and talked about as Sugar Ray Lynn, but he's respected the same because they know he got in there with all the greats, you know, and he, he and he is one of the greats. But I think for the uh, for the most part, we getting away from that era where guys are trying to protect that. Oh. Right. You're getting into the era where guys are willing to fight. That's Bud Spence and era where guys are willing to fight, fight and give the fans what they want to see and get those big paydays. You know what I'm saying? But they but they want to test their skills in this era, and I love that. And I, I the, the fact that Mel is taking this challenge to it is showing that we we getting out of that era of guys protecting their O's. I, I got I got to be honest with you, uh, Stack. If I was a fighter, I would I would embrace uh, the Floyd Mayweather approach, right? And Floyd was very strategic on who he fought and when he fought him. When he fought Sugar. Uh, when he fought uh, well, Shane Mosley, when he fought mm-hmm. um, uh, Pacquiao, when he fought some of these guys, like he made sure it was the perfect time for him. You know, it's a business. I keep saying that, you know, and, and hopefully these guys don't go too far left where it's like, oh, I, you know, forget this. I want to go and fight against the best. If you have that, oh, uh, uh, you know, on, on your side, bro. There could be some big business opportunities for you. You saw what Floyd was able to uh, accomplish throughout his career, and he's still going. So I know you might not respect it, bro, but, like, we're talking about fighters making 50. Because, like, if you take a loss, now how do you get to making $50 million, you know, uh, a fight? Like, that's what I'm trying to aim for. That's what Tank's trying to aim for. But you got to think about this, B. Everybody's not Floyd Mayweather. Everybody's not flamboyant. Everybody can't be who Floyd is. Like, Floyd was that naturally. So he sold himself and he understood that. A lot of these fighters don't think that. A lot of these fighters don't have no social media presence, which which they need today. That's a right. lot of them don't understand how to promote themselves, right? So mm-hmm. just like Regis Progress said, he's like, I'm not really in protecting no OE. I want the big fights. They want these big fights because they know they can protect that O for 10, 15 years. 
and won't get those big money fights. The big money fights is risking that O, and I think they're understanding that. Right. Mm. <clears throat> All right, moving on, but to stay on the topic of fighting, I think this uh, news came out when you were out of town, Brandon. There's a chance Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg Solid. may happen in the Coliseum in Rome. Like Who you got interested? Say that again? I said, like hell it will, not right. my home country it won't. Oh, no. Not interested. <laughs> you don't approve, Ashley? You don't want to see it? Girl, no. I think we got a picture I mean, of the gladi- Coliseum. Gladiators but. used to fight there, like to the death. That's blasphemy. Don't. But, but my thing is, where in. is this fight even going to take place they have, without they this have like, event, falling apart? They have events there. No, Corey, they <laughs> build a makeshift stage in the center <laughs> exactly, of the Coliseum. Exactly. But like, with the fight like this, because in my opinion, this might be like the fight of. You know, it's human a, oh, human existence. It's really like, not. It, 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 it's it, really not. No, this ain't, gonna like, like, this ain't gonna be the most like like it think about it. The following that me. both of these guys. Nobody, have. I promise. Wake you. up, stack. Nobody cares. This is, stack, you know you're gonna be watching it, and you I'm know your ass gonna take I'm your gonna Showtime show, and you're gonna sit down with both of them. You want this fight to happen, stack? You <laughs> want this because you want that sit down. It's going to do numbers. No, literally could not think of the worst idea. I would not be watching that. <laughs> I have news uh, of the day. Do you? Okay. Rick, Today Rick. is Cooper's first birthday, everybody. Oh, Cooper is my Cooper. puppy, and I bought him a present today. Yeah. Will you want to zoom in on this? Oh, no, look, I can put it up here. A Cowboys okay. jersey. Oh, wow. All right. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look at Cooper wow. with his Cowboys right. jersey that's on. Right. He's right. ready for football right. season. Is that, a, is that just a Cowboys jersey, jersey or is that a player? No, so it just—it's just a regular Cowboys jersey. It's just—it says Dallas. Obviously, it's from the NFL shop, but it's not a player's. It's just double zero on the back. But yes, Cooper is one wow. today, and he is ready for football season. He is a Cowboys fan, in case you didn't know, just the- like his mom. <laughs> and then yeah, so happy birthday, Coop Coop! Any, everyone in the studio has met Cooper. Were you here? I, I've Except, actually haven't. Oh, you haven't. Only Brandon. Remember, I thought he was Ooh. like some little teacup. Everybody but Manville, Corey. Everybody but whole, Corey. Yeah. Um, Cooper is very friendly. He's very, very friendly. Well, the first thing I want to say is happy birthday to Cooper. I know Cooper um, makes you happy. He's a huge blessing to you and your family. I love my Cooper. Um, But you know me, Ash, and I'm just, we kind of cut from the same cloth as like transparency and being honest. You don't like dogs? Why the hell would you do this to him? Like your dad did it to you, and now you're gonna do it to your baby. Like he could have had, he could have been a fan of any other team. You want to put him through the cowboy curse? Oh That's how you want him the to spend curse. his life. Stack, you notice you got kids. We want to put our kids in a position to cut it out. We we put win the Super Bowl. Talk about it, Stack. Talk about it, Stack. Let him know. Why are y'all doing this? Don't, don't, don't do that with me. <laughs> y'all tripping. You know, I'm from Texas. I am loyal. I'm a Cowboy fan. We're going to win the Super Bowl every year until we Hell win. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so Cooper is a Cowboys fan just like his mom, his sister, and his dad. So Who's yeah. Cooper's favorite player? Because you know now, back in our day, we, just, we were fans of teams. That's it. Now because of fantasy football um, and social media. Mm-hmm. We are now, we have people following players. So it's Cooper. Cooper is a big CeeDee Lamb fan. Oh, that's okay. okay, He's a big CeeDee Lamb fan. No, like like you said, B, that's unfortunate that you made him a Cowboys fan. Aren't you a Dolphins fan, Corey? (laughs) Moving on. Patrick Mahomes, last piece of news. 1974, right? Last piece of news before we get into the NBA. Oh, 73. (laughs) Apologize. Apologies. Apologies. Don't come for me. I bet you the Dolphins get more wins than the Cowboys. Oh, okay. 1973, Corey. That's a bet, right? That's a great prop bet. That's a bet. Bet. Dinner. Bet. Bet. Corey Dinner. Ooh. Oh, that's a bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
yeah. Who's cool. tracking this? Remember before I left, I, I know you guys were happy that I was gone for two weeks. Everybody's like, yes, we needed a break from Brandon. <laughs> not at all, not be, at all. <laughs> before, before I left, I talked about tracking all of our bets so we can come back to it, right, and being honest. Mm. So Stack just proposed a bet. He said dinner. All right, who's going to have the most wins? The Cowboys a, or, the or the Dolphins. Or the Dolphins, right? Yeah. So can we write that down? Yeah. Um, Wu, thank yeah, we you can, so much. We're going to start a running we'll time. We'll come back to that. Bet going to for the first five games. Between Ashley, DC, oh yeah, we do. And Corey, mm-hmm. okay. Whoever, okay, so Ashley thinks the I don't think I was in it. Was it? Four. Okay, you were in it. I was, but what do I get out of it? Though? And Corey thinks we're going to be two and three. Whoever loses has to wear the other person's jersey. Oh, I, I like that. Oh, okay, I do. Yeah. I like that. I do remember bet. that. Okay, okay. All right. All right, well, like I said. Guess who won't be having to wear a Daniel Jones jersey? <laughs> this girl. Because I'm going to win. <laughs> I'm, 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 mad, I'm mad I'm going to have to do something based off of the Giants. That's crazy. Like, I tied myself into that. I also, have, I also have one going with D-Jack, too, for all the times, for the two times that the Cowboys and the Eagles play each other. Yeah. So, I'm in, I'm in deep football season. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, you are. It's about to be a war zone in here. <laughs> no, for real. All right, yeah, before we get into some of the NBA stuff, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, they beat Steph Curry and Klay Thompson in the match. Mahomes and Kelsey came out strong with winning four out of the first six holes and uh, beat the Warriors. So they kept their, you know, their winning tendencies alive. Yo, you can't really see First and foremost, what's in the Tiffany's box? That's what I'm looking at. I know know no men (laughs) men probably noticed that, but that's the first thing my eyes went to. The teal (laughs) box in their hand. What's in that box? That's what I want to (laughs) know. And, and, yo, I hate that you guys can't see it, but did you guys notice that Patrick Mahomes is starting a leg sleeve? Hold on, what? Yeah, Patrick, you can't see it. You see the very top of the of the, of the uh, yeah. lower third. That's like the the end of his. Really? Leg. What's wrong with Alex? Oh. What's wrong no, no, with no, no, Alex? No. I think it's just okay. funny that that's where you start, right, B? That's, well, I don't, you, well, I don't know. You, you, you know what's also crazy? Mahomes. Can you imagine a tatted Patrick Mahomes? Mm. Why is Clay Legs the only one different? What do you mean? A pause? Is that a pause? Oh, yeah, that's, that's pause. That's a pause. Let's pause that and now let's go back to the Because he made me look at the leg tag. Let's go back. Why does he have the only different color legs? Because he's lighter. What are you, a racist? Travis Kelsey is up there. What are you, a color? Travis Kelsey was probably outside in the sun. That is interesting, though. That's an interesting find. Right. It's an interesting find. He's light skinned. What color do you want his legs to be? The same as Steph Curry. So, 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 what's the question here? Um, you know, yes, Corey, for me, I was following, you know, what was happening in America mm-hmm. as I was traveling over the last two weeks. And this was definitely one of those things that, you know, I was following. Um, you know, Curry, I was, go ahead. Yeah, no, Curry and Clay was like the big favorite, but Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey stole it from. That, yeah, that was, really the- that, that was my, that's my only takeaway from this, or my only, uh, the only thing I can contribute is mm-hmm. that I was shocked to see Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey win this. You know, when you see Steph Curry just a week ago, I think he hit his first hole in one. Mm-hmm. Right, like he hit a hole in one, or he had some crazy shot from far, maybe a hundred feet out, yeah. went right into the hole. Actually, put it past the hole, put some some English on it, and it's spent back into the hole. It's crazy. Um, I know Clay plays. I thought he would be the X factor, um, but I thought Steph Curry was strong enough to carry him because I, you know, I I know Patrick Mahomes play, and I think Travis Kelsey. He just look look at Travis Kelsey. Like, he reminds me of a dude. He's out there uh, chugging beers and shit. I, I didn't think he was going to be able to hold his own out there. Yeah. So I was shocked that they didn't get the W stack in Ashley. NFL I'm not. in the NBA. I'm you not. not. Uh, actually, Mahomes, had, he blew the, he actually blew the game and gave Stepper Clayton a chance to come back and win. Mm. Ooh, he had a putt that he blew. Mahomes, he blew a putt. He blew a putt to actually seal the game and um, give Stepper another chance to, to actually win it. 
and then Stephenum blew it. Was mm. it? Was if, it? If you look at it, was it a difficult putt? Nah, uh, nah, it was. It, it wasn't a chipper, but it was. It was a putt that Mahomes can hit. Wow! And he missed it to, to seal the game early. And Stephenum had a chance to come back and win it, but they still blew it. Wow! Mm. Well, luckily for them, it was the match and not the PGA Tour. You right. know what I mean? So, <laughs> did you guys watch? Okay. Did you guys tune in at all? I, I did not watch. Did that, you? No. Did you tune in, Stack? I watched I watch, uh, about four or five different YouTube highlights. Okay. I was, I'm surprised that you guys didn't go cover it. You and Matt Barnes, all the smoke. Like, it seemed like that was I'm, something. I, I'm cool. That's, uh, <laughs> to be honest, you know what I'm saying? I know we good at That's my boy, J.R. Smith Lane. They need to have him on a PJ tour and doing all that because he 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 really brought that, you know, doing bringing it to the HBCU. To the culture. And, you know, really been talked about it as a basketball player. Yeah, he's really one of those guys that really does this. So if anybody should be up there getting the, getting the flowers and getting those experiences, it should be J.R. I love that. I love that. Well, they, well, they're talking, Corey, about running it back. That's one of the things that Steph Curry said. He said, look, we lost. It's disappointing, but let's run it back. So I think we're going to see it next offseason. Yeah, as competitive as those guys are, I wouldn't put it past them. But all right, let's get into some NBA stuff. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Well, we have let's some breaking it. news before we get into what? that. Oh. Anthony Edwards, who just signed to WME, by the way. Shout out to uh, Anthony Edwards. Welcome mm -hmm. to the fam. Mm -hmm. um, just fi is finalizing a five-year maximum contract extension Ooh. that can reach up to $260 million. So Whoa. shout out to Ant-Man. He secured the bag. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's smart, that's Minnesota. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. They made some they made some additions here in free agency too. We'll talk about free agency in a little bit. But the biggest story of the weekend, after spending his first 11 seasons of his career in Portland, Damian Lillard finally officially requested a trade from the Trailblazers. Lillard has made it clear, right, that he wants to go to the Heat, but the 76ers, Jazz and Clippers have also been linked to Damian Lillard. Is it and about time? Is it about time? You saying the Nets too? Yeah, yeah, so the Nets. No Lakers? Mm-mm. Well, the Nets, well, and that was the question that I had, too, because now they're saying that they might need to involve a third team in they're this gonna trade. They're going to have no choice. Yeah, they're, they're going to have no choice. But, I mean, just your initial thoughts on, on the, you know, on Damian Lillard uh, requesting a trade, Stack. It's, I mean, better late than never. I mean, you know, you, 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 can, you can say you loyal, you can say all that, but everybody get fed up, man. And I, I know uh, Damian Lillard real well. I know, I know his personality, and everybody wants to be the best in this game, at least once in their career. Right, you don't want to just be a guy that's scoring points. You're gonna make the money. You're gonna have a great numbers. You're gonna be Hall of Fame, but not having that trophy, that that does something to every player. Charles Barkley can talk about it, but every time the only thing people can say bad about him is about that, and that's every time Shaq say something, it bothers him. So I think in the back of Damian Lillard's mind, he know if he go to Miami somewhere with Jimmy Butler in the East, he got a great chance to win the championship. And he, he in Miami in the East, he can have a great chance to win an MVP of the league also. So, mm, and yeah. I don't think. Damon Lillard is, is buying that, bringing Scoot in, and him and Scoot being able to be successful. You know what I'm saying? I, I think since in the back of his mind, he thinks they're coming in trying to start the Scoot era. So You know what I mean? So he needs to get out of there and let them have that and go on and try to build himself and, and finish his career on a good note. So I'm happy Dame do it, and uh, I'm happy Dame did it. It's just, it's just too late. I wish he would have been done like three years ago. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I, I agree that the, we're going to need a third team because Miami – you know, it's been reported that that's his preferred destination. It's Miami or bust, allegedly, is what the quote is. And 
I happen to know one of the players who's been recruiting him pretty well, and it's pretty it's pretty likely that it's going to happen. So congratulations, Corey. Really? Um, wow. But the only thing is, is that they don't have enough assets, right? Tyler Hero's not enough to move that needle for a Damian Lillard. And I know people will say, well, Damian Lillard's over the age of 30. It's still Dame time, and you're going to want a big return for that. And as much as, you know, we say that the players run the league, it is still a business, and we have seen time and time again organizations not trade a player to their preferred destination out of spite. Look at Kyrie Irving in the Brooklyn situation. Mm -hmm. Everyone knew Kyrie wanted to go to L.A. What happened? He was traded to Dallas. He ultimately re-signed with Dallas recently, but that's not where he necessarily wanted to go. We've seen that story play out. So you're supposed to honor a superstar's request. That's like the unspoken rule in the NBA when they say, I want to be traded here. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to honor that, especially a player like Dame, who's giving you loyalty for so many seasons, but we've seen yeah. organizations screw over players before. So in order to make sure that this is foolproof, there needs to be a third team involved because um, Miami doesn't have enough to go ahead and give Portland a return on that. I personally don't see him. I don't see another option for him besides Miami. Mm -hmm. That's the most championship-ready championship team. Um, I think if he goes to Brooklyn, it would look cool on paper, but he'd be ultimately in the same situation. He'd be in Portland. You'd have a cool Facts. team, a bunch of cool pieces, but that team's not going to win. Right. They're not necessarily completely rebuilding, but they're far away from where they were when KD and Kyrie were there. They're like a limbo team. They'll be a, a lower seed team, maybe a playing team. They'll win a game or two you know, in a series, but they're not winning a chip. Miami's the only thing that makes sense. It's just a matter of how you make that happen. And I think it's going to be, you're going to need a team like Toronto involved. You're yeah. going to need a team like Brooklyn involved. You're going to have to move some pieces around. That's the only way this works. Yeah. Listen, I, I, be, hey, before you go, B, let me say this. I think I think the Lakers going to make a late push. And the reason why I say that, they, they made all these moves and they're looking at their roster now and they got, a, they got a whole bunch of nice pieces. But when you look at those, the, that's, not, that don't, that's not no championship team. Especially the way Denver just ran through y'all, especially like mm -hmm. other other teams are getting better. If you look at the Lakers roster, that's not it. You got some great pieces, but that's not it yeah. to be a championship team with a with a with, Le, with LeBron getting older and older every year and a, and an unreliable AD. You need another star. I think they're gonna make that late push because they do have all the pieces, Ashley. But they don't need to make uh, a third team. They have enough pieces right down there on that on that, on, that, on that on that roster to get a dame. And I have a feeling that the Lakers gonna make a late. But do push they have enough pieces after signing Austin Reeves? They just signed uh, Rui Hachimura. Um, there's another player that they that's, brought back. Gabe that's enough pieces. Yeah, Gabe Vincent just yeah. signed. So if you move those pieces, if you yeah, D-Lo just, just re-signed. So if you move those pieces to say Portland to get Dame, that's great. But then you're in a you're in a situation much like Phoenix, much like the Brooklyn Nets. You have a very top-heavy offense and no supporting cast. So. Does Dame want to – that's essentially what the problem was in Portland at one point. It was him, CJ, and I'm drawing a blank on the third guy that was there. But that's essentially the same issue is that you have a bunch of – you have a you have like three people but no bench. And yeah. I know Brandon Marshall hates the word depth, but that matters. Yeah. You yeah. need that to win. We've seen it, that. But, but, it matters but, but, but long no term but not for a series. But no, oh no team will have God. to worry about <laughs> Nobody will have to worry about with, Dem with that with Denver next year because Denver lost all their key players. Did they? No, they no. lost. They only lost Bruce Brown. Yeah, they lost Green too. Jeff Green, uh, but Jeff, yeah, Green, Jeff Green, Jeff Green's like ninety-five years old. He is. But, he was. But a that's a big piece. You, He's you a key part. But he was a big piece of he that was. puzzle. He but you can get, you can get his, you can yes. get his contribution back 
and younger uh, elsewhere. May, uh, see, I, you I, could, I, you could. You may not get his, he, yes, you can't get it. You can't replace his leadership. You can't replace his experience. But yeah. in terms of productivity, it wasn't like he yeah, was maybe. dropping fifty yeah, points a game. You can I, get that pro I, I productivity that, elsewhere. I, I hate, I hate this conversation of sports talk, fucking radio shows and TV <laughs> shows, um, where we just we overlook leadership. And I'll be quick here because it's not a big deal. But like, man, is, if you watch the Nuggets. There was two players that was yelling on the sideline. There was Joker had a moment, and then you had Green had a moment. Uncle Green had a moment where he was like, yo, it's not over. Finish, finish, finish. And that's what you miss is that glue in a locker room to keep people together. Joker obviously is the face of that franchise, but then you have a guy like Green. He's from America. He speaks English. He's probably more relatable to the rest of the guys in the locker room. So he might be that. He might have been that guy that was able to be that glue. So you'll see. Jokic you, you know, speaks English. I know he speaks English, DeAndre but I'm saying Aiden like stayed. there's definitely a, I mean, a uh, cultural Jordan there's stayed. a cultural gap between Joker and a guy from you know America for sure. I mean, yeah, but the Nuggets just signed one of the Holiday Brothers. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's a big deal, but I just I just like I hate how we glance over uh, older players and leadership and how important that is. You know, that's why oh, DeAndre I'm, Jordan I'm not, went I'm, back. B, huh? That's why DeAndre Jordan went back. That's right. You you got that. I mean, look. I'm not negate. I, I agree with yeah. you completely. I'm not taking away from him his leadership. Right. His, I'm just saying in terms of productivity, like right. po- X's and O's, points. It's not like you can't replace that. Now, yes, will you miss some of his leadership? Sure, but that's where Jokic is supposed to step up. That's where Jamal Murray should step. Guys who just won right. the championship, like yo, let's do this again. That's their responsibility. But in terms of points, it's yeah. not like Jeff Green was such an instrumental part of the offense that point wise you can't replace. Right. Him. Right. Uh, my my only thoughts here with the Dame Lillard situation, um, I think it works in L.A. if they can figure it out. I think it works best in Miami. But, uh, yeah, de- it definitely works best in Miami. I think just the culture, like the culture was on full display this postseason of how powerful Pat Riley and Coach Spo is, right? And then you also have uh, Alonzo Mourning, who's also there. He said he's right hand to Pat Riley. You know, Jimmy Butler still has a few good years left in him, great years left in him. Uh, Bam, I think Bam still has an opportunity to even get better and learn from this postseason run and, you know, the experiences that he had thus far. You add Dane, you know, this could be a very good a very good run and a very good situation for everyone involved. Because I don't think the East is that strong. I do like the moves the Bucks did. What, what, what moves? They ain't really do much. They just brought their guys back. They signed Chris Middleton, mm-hmm. made sure that he didn't go anywhere. But you have the Bucks is strong. I'm not afraid of Philly. You know, James Harden is it's, it's, it's supposed to be shipped to the, the Clippers. It depends on what version yeah, of talk, Philly you get. Yeah, I mean, but you, okay, who are you going to like? You don't have any. I mean, I think the seeds you have to look out for in the East is it's, it's going to be it's Boston. And the, it's Boston. And the I think the best seeds are going to the top seeds are going to be Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, New York. New York. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so the Knicks, so the Knicks aren't going to be a, a top five seed in the no East. Problem. Are we for real? Oh, we're talking about championship. We're, so the, the Knicks, so the Knicks aren't going to be a competitive team in the They'll East. That, is that what we're saying? There's a lot we of watch, We watched the Knicks last season, <laughs> yeah, who were seeded better than the Miami yeah. Heat, but we're going to disrespect them on I mean, this. We're going to disrespect well, them on yes, this platform that's right that's now. Exactly. You saw the two people. It's not disrespect. I react. Stack and react. I think we're giving the New York Knicks respect. Okay, I'm just saying we're not going to disrespect the Knicks. 
on this platform. We're, okay, all right. I won't. We brought. We just. Them, we, we just brought it. We just brought in white chocolate, Divincenzo, Divincenzo yeah. like oh, Villanova. Okay, Villanova. we got the Villanova oh, Wildcats yeah. reunited. <laughs> like, Every, let's not so, disrespect the New York Knicks. We're not going to do that. That lets you know why they're not going to be successful. You take <laughs> Villanova backcourt on the NBA team, and you Ooh. think that's going to get you over the hump? That's crazy. I don't think. We're, I don't think. I don't think the Knicks are a championship team, but I think that you're going to see the Knicks in the playoffs once again. I think that and this, this is a problem. playoff team for many seasons to come until they can get that one piece that's going to take yeah. them over the hump to a championship. This but is not a, a team between This is not a team, team that's just going to disappear team. next season. They're a team no, that's going to compete, that's going to be relevant. Really good, but there's a difference between a playoff team, playoff teams and championship teams. There's a lot of great playoff teams, but we're, we're, we're as we're talking right now, we're talking about we say get over the hump, we're talking about championship. So the only teams in the East that I feel the Heat should look out for if they have a Dame Lillard is the Celtics and you have the Bucks. Who else? Philly, come on, man. I like, was just talking about competitive teams in the East. And yeah. I said that the top five, like top four or five teams are going to be Miami, New York, Boston, Milwaukee, and depend. And I always give them benefit of the doubt because of Joel Embiid, Philly. Those are the five teams right. that are going to be the most competitive. Everything right. else is just going to be so drastically there's going to be a drastic difference right. between the top five and the rest of them mm -hmm. that I'll it's say, not going to matter. I'll say this before y'all move on. <clears throat> we missed out on a huge business opportunity uh, when Messi came to Miami, right? We saw the Messi effect. Now, Dame Lillard, I, I don't think he's half of Messi as far as from a cultural, global impact. Messi comes and Messi changes everything in the whole MLS, right? From ticket sales, jersey sales, et cetera, et cetera. If we actually, Ashley, invested in season tickets for the uh, Miami, uh, inner Miami, like we would be millionaires, okay? So Dame is going to come. You who say you said, have inside who, information. Who, who, said, who said that we didn't invest in Inter Miami? Hey, yo, oh, yeah, 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 I was, oh, I, 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 I like that. I'm just saying. Okay, don't speak speak for yourself. Some of okay. us, some of I us stand saw corrected. it coming. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> So I, all I'm saying is this, Ashley. You know, you're in Miami. I see every once in a while you go to you're 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 a Knicks fan, but every once in a while you pop up at Heat games. Mm -hmm. This might be the moment for you to invest in some nice seats because when Dame comes, that ticket price is going to go okay, up. Okay, I'm not gonna. First of all, I don't pay for tickets, so why would I invest in tickets? Second of all, I can't invest in season tickets for the Miami Heat. That's that's a little bit too far. Duh. But Left. that's going to be a hot ticket, though. It might. Will it be a hotter ticket than seeing Tua, Tyreek Hill, the Chosen One, and Waddle? Um, or you got, you know, um, Dame and, you know, what is it, Jimmy Buckets? What's going to be the hotter ticket? It's going to be a hot ticket. I mean, I feel like basketball is always the hotter ticket, but that's just. Oh, shit. It, I just I feel like it's just more enjoyable. Can we be honest? Can we be honest? We're all football and basketball fans stack here. Stack be honest. Let's Can we stack be honest? Let's, let's when it comes answer. to enjoyment of watching a game, okay, in real time, like real life, I'm the firm believer that bas watching basketball in real time is a lot more enjoyable than watching football. Depending, there's only a few parts you on tripping. the, there's only, a, hold on, oh, yeah, I don't know. hold yeah, on, let me, re let me say, let me say why. Let me say why. There's only a few parts on the field, I mean, within a football stadium that you can actually get a whole peripheral of the game. If you're too far away, you might as well just watch it at home. Okay. Basketball, for the most part, anywhere in the arena, you can really watch that game in full capacity, you can absorb the whole thing.
football, if you're not on the 50-yard line, if you're not in those first couple of seats, you know, 100 section, you know, suites, you don't really get to enjoy. You might as well just go watch it on a flat screen. The environment is dope. I'm talking about from a visual perspective of actually being able to watch the game you mean X's like and O's. Game. Let's stack X's and stack. O's. Let's, 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 let's hear his perspective because okay. he he's a, a sports connoisseur. Go ahead, Stack. Tell well, the truth, the too. Is, what what sport do I like to watch more in, in, in person between football and, and NBA? Live, yes. Live for me is the NFL. Really? No, I didn't know she meant live. I sat on the sideline, actually, and watched NBA games on the sideline my whole life. Like, like that I, NFL, I get something out of it. I, 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 wanted, mm. I never got a chance to experience that. Like, the action and all that, being at a game like that, I know I love that more, Ash. I'm sorry. Dang. Yeah. I was gonna say, I I'm a basketball like player, so. Yeah. I just feel like I can't absorb the game the same. Like when I'm watching it at home, I can see things that I can't see in person. Right. Like I can see every angle of the field. I can see this deep. I, I can't really Man, absorb that. You got a point there. You know what you I got mean? A point there. Yeah. When I watch basketball, I can actually see everything even better than I, I can on TV. In football, that's hard to do in I, real time. I would say you're, you're right. I understand yeah. what you're saying. I would rather watch football at home in my living room then live right because like the, the the broadcast you played it it's what ashley's saying though like you know you can see okay this matchup or you can see right i can't see that you in can, real time. i can see the, uh, the 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 cylinder of the defense and i, I might be uh, speaking too technical, but I can see certain things where I'm like, oh shit, this is cover three, that safety's rocking here, this is about to happen here, this dude is rocking here, so this might be pass. So I can see the game a little bit easier. But I, but to, to me, if we're talking about playoff basketball, if we're talking about basketball after like the April 1st, I like that basketball, but that product y'all put out in, 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 in November, it's December, January is trash. <laughs> nice. I don't like that. Like playoff basketball. You're the reason. You are the reason that they started this stupid in-season tournament for the NBA. Yes, so thank you. Like yes. Because you are a casual. Yes, because we need to get the uh -huh. casuals watching to get the ratings up. Because people That's like right. Brandon Marshall don't watch until April first. So the rest of us basketball fans have to suffer through this stupidity so that we can entertain y'all. Did they pass it? They yes. Pass. Yes. 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 No. No. Yes. No. No. B. 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 You had to fucking shit up. <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculous Stack, you know hey you know that basketball that product they putting out bro in january is trash bro like i agree on. i agree well, they had to do something man if the game is too good i actually i would i would actually say this too i like playing basketball more than i like playing football right and that's always been that for my like my entire i'm telling you bro <laughs> I, look, listen, I'm not saying I'm, I'm stack. I'm not saying I'm LeBron. <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm saying. Way, though. Huh? I like playing football. I like playing football more than basketball because I've done it for real. Uh, so I get, I get mm, what you're saying. You right. play football for real, so you want to do something different. Different, yeah. I don't know, man. The game is beautiful, man. Like the game of basketball is just like, like I feel like you can control. I, I can, I have uh, control of the outcome more. Like one player can go out there and just you get hot. Absolutely. Shit, I hit a couple threes in a row. That changed the whole game, the flow of the game. Defensively, communicate. Stack, stack, stack. Get back, get back, get back. See, I don't see you. Don't know, I know. Stack, stack. Go, go, go. He's coming. Come. Screen Boom. left, screen left. Yeah, I'm communicating, Stack. I got a small story for y'all. So when I when I got suspended by um by the league for the brawl, right, in Detroit, 
So I'm in Indiana, I'm suspended 30 games. So I had like about seven of my homeboys was out there living in different apartments with me. So I had <laughs> all of them come over. It's like four feet of snow. Tony Dungy lived right next door to me. Oh. I, I got all my homeboys and I called a couple other friends. We're playing tackle football at 11 at night. <laughs> Eight on eight in my backyard. In the snow, in the snow, hard down tackle. People we hopping no up, some of their leg broke. Like we out there going hard. Tony Dungy look out the window, just shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, the, hey, I'm talking about the quarter. The quarterback got a blunt in his mouth. Jermaine O'Neal pulls up because he was going to dinner with his wife or somebody. He pulls up to my house because he was. I think he was asking me to go or something, and he seen us. He called me. Um, he called, I think he called Al and then they called me. He's like, bro, you cannot be doing that right <laughs> now. Bro. You cannot be out there with your Mike Big jersey on in the snow. Something happened to you. Why you on suspension, bro? It's going to be over for you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yo, that's a that's story. story. That's how much I love football. Yeah, right. Yeah. I can legit visualize, like, right. stack like, all right, go, kill, go. All right, go, go. Kill, 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 kill. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. Hurt. Hurt. Oh, 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 hurt. Yeah, we, we was, bro, we was, I'm talking about a couple of my friends got hurt where they was limping for four or five days. Oh, man. All right, you know what? You see, we talk about Ja Morant and all these other uh, athletes. See, you, you, you know, you didn't have the right people around you. Why the hell was your friends out there trying to hit you? They supposed to be like, nah, bro, you would have got the bag. Right. We can't hit Stack. What? Stack Don't touch him. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Nah, I love it, though. That's dope. That That's was a dope, dope story. Dude. We, uh, we have a poll up on I Am Athlete's Twitter page right now, which is more enjoyable to watch in person live. So make sure you guys go ahead and vote. JP will monitor that, and maybe we'll have some results before the end of the show. So head mm. over to the I Am Athlete Twitter page and cast your vote so we can see where everyone's coming Well, that's residing. really not fair, Ash, because you got way more NFL fans than basketball fans. They sit, what, 80,000 in the arena? We do 30. Right. That's true. But you, I, I think I will say is. the atmosphere of a football game is dope. Mm, like right. I remember when I when the Dolphins and the the, the Cowboys played each other mm. at at the time. I think it was, was it still Sun, Sun Life. It Sun was Life, probably yeah, still Sun, Sun Life. Life. Yeah. Like I, we were seated next to Dolphins fans and we were like talking crap to each other the whole game. That happens That's at intense. basketball games too. Mm -hmm. But it's cool because everyone's <laughs> drunk. They're eating. They're yeah. like, oh, it was raining. Then it was yeah. sunny. It was a cool environment. The only thing that I didn't enjoy fully was that like we had great seats, but I still could like we were on the fifty yard line, but I still couldn't see right. like everything I can see like when I'm watching it at you know home. What it, That's you, the only thing you know that I wish is? that you could get a different perspective of. You know what it is? Here's my struggle watching games live. You it's, can't pay attention. No, 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 no. Oh. It's so much. Well, yes, that's one <laughs> part. Where, like I hate. Like now, I'm smarter. Now I go in the suite or whatever. People want to talk. I'm here to watch the fucking. Excuse me. The game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to watch the game. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? But everybody want to have conversations. Yo, I'm really watching the game. Stop talking to me. So that's one. Especially like Super Bowls and things like that. Come on, what are we here for? Mm -hmm. And second, Ashley, there's 22 guys on the field. So who do you want to watch? You got right. Justin Jefferson versus Jalen Ramsey right. over here, right? 
Then you have uh, the new young kid that they just drafted. Addison is his name? Jordan receiver. Addison, yeah. So he, you want to see this new kid. What does he have? He's going against this kid, but it ain't even, it's not even about the corner he's going against. But then you have the quarterback, and then you have this running back. Then you have the offensive line. Where do you where do you spend your time watching the game? Right. That's the struggle with with football is that there's so much action, there's so many dope players out there that it's just, it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. I can't but wait till you get a coaching job, to... bro. I'm not coaching. Uh, you <laughs> sound, you sound like it, bro, bro. I'm not coaching, bro. Like hell no. Wait till you're I can't do it. I need a favor from y'all though. This I need one favor from y'all. I ain't never asked y'all for shit. Let me get a favor from y'all. <laughs> yeah. I've never experienced a, a tailgate. Mm. Oh, listen. Wanna, wanna, yeah. Back in college stack. Okay, so you want to go- I used to be able to do a keg stand upside down back in the day. And bringing that back out. Oh what? I went to, this... I, in college, I, I was the beer pong queen and I was a keg stand. This is also oh, your, your live weekends? This is during that time. Well, in college, I Two was hours of in sleep. college, that I used to Saturday. get down. <laughs> okay, like, okay. Uh, Note that. Upside down, legs up. Chug, 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 chug. With the fraternities and the sororities, hell yeah. So, Stack, what I hear you saying is you want to go to uh, uh, tailgate this NFL season? That's what I hear you saying? I want want to experience a tailgate with my brothers and sister somewhere. We can do it in Miami, Dallas. I just want to experience one. We just chill out, tailgate, eat good, drink, and have a good time. I never experienced it. It's funny that you say that, Stack, because what we've been working on in the back end is I Am Athlete on the go. We're going to do just that. We're going to go from one city to the next city. Could be Thursday night football at Amazon Prime. It could be Monday night football where we're going to actually put together our own tailgates. So, Stack, any requests that you have, yes, you're going. I'm not doing a tailgate. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I'm not doing a tailgate. One. One. Philly? Anywhere. In Dallas. In Dallas. Dallas, hell yeah. In another city? In another city? That's the experience. No, I'll do. I'm not doing a tailgate with Eagles fans. That's where I draw the line. But hell yeah, we can do one in Dallas. Hell yeah. Yeah, one. Just give us one. Hell yeah. I'll bring out my hat. I'll be cowboy down, boy. Let's do it. Can you imagine Ashley doing a. I wouldn't. That's the last thing I a thought that would stand? come out your mouth. No, what? Beer pong champion right here. If you play beer pong, you want me on your squad. That's I talk crazy. shit. People can get hit. It's lit. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> you got balls. Beer okay. pong. Oh, my goodness. Well, my, listen. I'm like Kobe. Uh, this is Brandon Marshall, uh, Corey in the Cut, Ashley Nicole Moss. We have Wu Out West. We have uh, Steven Jackson. Stop calling him that. Steven Jackson. No, I'm I'm the only one that can call him by his government and it's accepted. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Yeah. Paper route or I am athlete. We also got my brother. Make sure y'all check out uh all the smoke and then also check out everything else he's producing and doing and boxing. It's pretty dope. Uh Sirius XM channel 103 Faction Talk. We have a few more minutes left with our brother, Corey. Mm-hmm. What important basketball news do we have to hit? Because we have seven more minutes with yeah. our brother. And we got a couple more topics to hit, like you said. So we got James Harden. He opted out. <laughs> I had to say his name like that. James Harden. Hi. He opted into his $35 like million that dollar player option, but he wants to no. explore trade <laughs> options. Right now, it just seems like the Clippers are you know, emerging as a potential suitor for James Harden. Uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, do do we think we, we're you know James Harden is going to find a potential landing spot, and then you know if they don't, how's that relationship with him and the Sixers going to be moving forward? Stack, what are your thoughts on this situation? Well, you know, I I like him better with the Clippers. Let me tell y'all why. Yeah, him and Embiid is is a nice connection, but they're not going to win nothing in the East with just them two. 
and, and relying on um, those guys to get off the bench. I like Maxi, but I don't like nobody else on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the Clippers, it's good because you don't know who you're going to be in your lineup. But you get if you get James, you're guaranteed to have at least two stars on the lineup because you know Paul might not be there, Kawhi might not be there. And I, I like the dynamic of James going back home, you know, and the player he is now where he's a 20 and 10 guy now, that's the type of guy they need over there. They need he can be that third option. He's going to make a lot of plays, and I just like I just like the dynamic of the Clippers having three stars and him him being back in L.A. If he wasn't going to be in Houston, I don't see I didn't see no other place working where he'll be happy and be able to be the player that he is now. So the Clippers would be a great spot for him. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot happens either either after Damian Lillard makes a decision. I think it's probably going to start with Damian Lillard once he makes a decision. Mm-hmm. Then James Harden will likely make a decision. But, I mean, what are your thoughts on this situation, Ashley? Uh, I agree with Stack. I think James Harden actually makes sense in the Clippers, and that's really the only place I've been able to, to really create, like, a real realistic scenario with. I don't really care where James Harden goes. Right. I'm, I, I, like, it's just at one point I thought that when he left Brooklyn and went to Philly, you were going to see the resurgence of James Harden, that he was going to be not the James Harden maybe of OKC or earlier in Houston, but you were going to see a level of – consistency and focus from him that you've been wanting to see because he was in a more stable environment. Brooklyn was unstable mm-hmm. for a multitude of reasons. Houston, he had a lot of distractions. James is unstable. Let's say it. No, Let's say it. Let's but say it. I and thought I that, I really thought that's that. That's not why all the smoke exists and I Am Athlete exists, but I hate to say this, and maybe because I had a little uh, shot of tequila before the show. But yeah! James, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go. Sorry to cut you off, Ash, because I, I love where you're going, but go he's the problem, man. Like, he's so talented, dude, so raw, but, like, bro, like, put the main, keep the main thing first, and he don't do that all the time. So if I'm on his team, I love him as a talent, but I'm not counting on him to take me and get me over the hump. And that's just me being honest right now. And, and y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, priorities, man. Priorities. He's so, so talented. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. MB and James Harden in this phase should be enough. Facts. Especially in the East. Facts. Facts. They should be in the, They should at least make it to the finals. Yeah. But, but, but Ash, can you, can, can you picture this lineup in the Clippers, Ash? You have Russell Westbrook. You have James Harden. You have Ka- uh, Kawhi. You have Zubak and you have Paul George. That kind of similar looks to what Phoenix is building over there. I mean, it would be the That's issue for problem. me is not the talent of James Harden; it's the determination of James Harden that is the frustrating part. Because the, the will, yeah, the yeah, will's yeah, not there. Like yeah. the talent is there. Yeah, you. Some people can say you know it's fallen off a little bit. You know, when it comes to his quickness, his agility, things like that. Okay, whatever. He's getting older. That's expected. But the talent is still there. And when he's at his best, you're like, holy crap, it's James Harden. Like, where has this version of him been? But you see that, like, once in a blue moon. And half the time, it just more than half the time, it just looks like he does not care out there. Like, he's like the Jay Cutler of, of basketball. That's a good analogy. <laughs> the talent, is, the talent is there, but he doesn't care. Ashley, I'm with you when you write. Thank you. He's the Jay Cutler of the NBA. Okay. All right, let's move on because I don't want to. I, I hate talking about players this way. Just saying. All, I didn't say. I said the talent is no. there. The consistency and the determination <laughs> is not. I'm giving you a high five, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but, hey, before you go, Stack, I want to talk about some of these free agent signings that we saw over the weekend. We got a, a graphic here with a list, a lot of them. But to me, I think the biggest 
the biggest topic, in my opinion, needs to be the Houston Rockets. I really want to talk about them. They they signed Fred Van. Why are we talking about the Houston Rockets? They made some moves. They they gonna be a problem next year, in my opinion. But look, I mean, this yeah, look at they, some of these they also got... all over social media too. Oh yeah, my hey, God, yo, Stack! Hey. What happened on social media? I'm I'm sorry, I plead the fifth. What happened? I plead the fifth. Hold on, time out. You know I'm gonna answer. Time out. No, sir. Time out. Hold on, Corey. Hold on a second. I've been in Africa. Y'all see the bucket hat? Uh-uh. What the hell happened on social media? I plead the I'm fifth. I'm going to say, who explained it? Because I'm not. Um, Why? What's the problem? Um, we on YouTube. We ain't on ESPN. Go ahead and search yeah, us on not, Twitter. We not. We not. But you know, there's, we did enough uh, pause. Uh, we did enough pause in the day. Yeah, oh, oh, there's, oh, there's, oh, that. There's a video. If we talk about this, we're going to have to pause this whole segment. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. I've seen it. The Jalen kid. The Jalen kid getting banged. I, go ahead, Corey. Go ahead, Corey. Can we? Can can we keep? I <laughs> I, I, I can't make a determination if that's actually him. I can't even. Can't, did he re, did him. he refute oh, it? I can't make out any of those people's did faces. So I don't know. It's did him. he tweet or Instagram hey, hey, TikTok? Ask, don't no, do that. this this don't is, do that. is it him? This is Has that been confirmed? He told on himself by posting the picture on his own Instagram of him like this. It was an intentional picture. It was him like this. Like he know he know he know he messed up. I mean, I don't know well, what guys do when they up. hang yeah, out. Is that maybe up. that's normal? Hey, listen. <laughs> oh, I seen it. I know what y'all talking. <laughs> is about. that like a normal thing? Like you're in college? And no, like... but did you know that there's a second well, video? I will say too? this. Did you know there's two <laughs> videos? Stack, I don't know. Stack. I've never been a teenage <laughs> boy. <laughs> Stack, no. Stack, you ain't never seen no funny uh, funniness happen in the locker room. Not that. <laughs> wasn't there a, but no wasn't there a video that went viral years ago and wasn't it AD Anthony getting like Davis. his butt cheeks like taped up in the locker hey, room hey let's let's I'm, I'm gonna tell you one thing though <laughs> I've never in my life even thought about entertaining some shit like that or nobody even thought that I would they weren't even crazy enough to try some shit like that but I'm gonna tell you this when we was in Golden State and Baron Davis was the test of this we used to wait till the foreign players get out the shower because they used to be Trying to hit uh, hit each other's uh, privates with towels. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The European. That's what I'm yeah, saying. There's some funny I, things I, that happen. Our time, we gonna have our shower time like we in jail. We ain't with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, but there are they, there are kind of like things that happen in locker rooms that maybe yes. like would raise a couple so, like yes. that's, yes. That, that's, stack I feel like that's no. stack ain't gonna be I honest. Stack, I'm losing respect I, for you. Don't wanna be I, honest, stack. Man, I ain't seen nobody. I've never seen nobody, and I don't want to see nobody cock their teammate legs up and get the ram <laughs> against the wall and laughing like it's cool, I'm bro. I don't ever want to see that. I don't ever want to see that. Yeah, but <laughs> he said ever. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, I, I don't know who is worse on him or the. the I, I look. I, you know, I don't want to throw any names out there, but it looked like the dude was Josh Christ, Josh Christopher, his teammate. On he the laughed it off too. They both out of there. It's horrible all the way around. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah. All right, well, can we go back to the free agents? I got BC yeah. saying it was Josh Christopher. I, that's what that's I thought. What I thought said. it was Josh Christopher. But so it's like, he before, we, before we let Stat go, I got three potential games. And he got traded the next day after the video came out. He did. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> he did get traded. I think he went to the Wolves, right? It's oh, we, we supposed to be talking about the free agent signings <laughs> and the impact on the team. I know, because I wanted to talk about the Rockets, because like I said, I think they got a squad. You know what I'm saying? They split up They split up the dynamic duo, I guess, of Jalen Green and Josh Christopher. But, interesting, but yeah. look, they got Fred Van Vliet now. They got Dylan Brooks now. They just signed one of the Thompson twins, right? That's I mean, Seth they already- Curry. Huh? Seth Curry. Seth? Seth? Oh, no, he's no, on he, Dallas. He's on sorry, Mavs. sorry, yeah. yeah. He's on the Mavs. Um, they, they added, we talked about Jeff Green earlier, right? And what, what type of leadership he can add to a locker room. Got a guy like Jeff Green now. Like, I think they're a team that can be a problem, but another, 
name that really stood out to me, Eric Gordon. We talk about depth, Phoenix Suns, and trying to build their roster. They got Eric Gordon. Uh, Gabe Vincent was a good signing from the Los Angeles Lakers. Who, who else? Was, I mean, who are some names that stand out to you guys? Well, go, I think stack the best moves. Go, go ahead, go, No, go stack. You go. I think I think the best moves of the summer was made by Memphis to bring in Derrick Rose. Yes, and, mm. uh, and Marcus Smart because uh, just oh, yeah. just for just for the John Moran. That's right. Because you because you you was talking about leadership, bro. And if you listen to a lot of older guys that's on that's talking on these shows. And I don't consider it hate because I know how my, my career would have went south if I didn't have leadership. And the NBA has went away from that. They pushed a lot of those guys out, but they're starting to see how important it is. That's so right. having Derrick Rose and Marcus Sport there for John Morant, you're going to see a major transformation, but you're also going to see his, his, he's going to grow also on the court. You know what I'm saying? Defensively-wise, it's dealing with Marcus Smart. So I'm, I think that was the best move that, that was That's made really this summer. And not the free agent moves. Yeah, Houston got better, but the guys that went back to their teams, mm -hmm. I think that was big moves as well. Be, 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 and Derrick Rose is a great vet. I know firsthand because he was mine. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Stop <laughs> this Nick stuff. Oh my goodness. He was mine. <laughs> I didn't appreciate him. We yeah, see, did. We loved Derrick Rose. There were parts in the playoffs court. You know, we were chanting for him to get on the court. They, they should have thrown him. Let me ask you this: While Ash is over here that, sobbing. You can't have anything nice. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Stack, before you go, um, were you shocked at the Dylan Brooks deal? Nah. I, I was one of those guys, when all that stuff was going on, I was one of those guys that said that Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, all these championship coaches say, you need a guy like Ron Artest. You need a guy like Steven Jackson. You need a guy like Draymond Game to win championships. Dylan Brooks is that guy. Now, I'm not saying Houston has a championship team and he's going to win a championship there, but he's that guy. He plays every night. He competes. He don't care about who you are, who you who, a star, and that's kind of lost in today's game. So it's still coaches and organizations that appreciate that because they know it's not too many guys like that, and that's why he got his money. So when they was talking about Dylan Brooks uh, with um, – the way uh, Memphis handled him and came out and said that they wasn't going to sign him back, that was a cheap shot, right? You you don't do that about no other player yeah. when you're releasing them, but you're going to come out and, 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 and say that you're not going to sign him back. I'm glad he landed on his feet. I'm a fan of Dylan Brooks. He plays the game the right way with a lot of passion. And it's good to see uh, as guys that still That's do good. that. And he so, got so. he got in the range that he was looking. It was reported he wanted between fifteen and twenty million dollars. He got eighty million for a year, so that's exactly twenty million dollars. So it's exactly yeah. it, it worked out in the range that he wanted. I don't think that they overpaid. I think that he's right in the the ballpark of where he should be of what he brings defensively, what he brings offensively. I think also Ime Udoka is not going to allow some of the theatrics. That maybe yeah. he got away with in Mef in Memphis. I yeah. think that when you have a young team, things get lost in the sauce a little bit. And I also don't know if Taylor Jenkins, um, head coach of Memphis Grizzlies, is that assertive. Like we're not gonna do this here. Like right. I don't know if he's that kind of a coach. He seems a little bit more laid back. He seems a little bit more uh, just passive. Whereas Ime Udoka, we already know how Udoka gets down. He gonna be like, we're not gonna do oh. that. He's, no, no, no. I'm he's, sorry. He's I'm sorry. Now? I got. I got. I got to interject Udoka's here. With the Rockets? That yeah. is oh, like, yeah. what Dylan Brooks is. Is the same player he made Udoka was. He just didn't talk. Mm. He got oh, in people' wow. face. He he fouled a lot. He was uh, like he was. He, he's the same exact guy. So I guarantee you, Ime was loving 
the fact that Dylan Brooks wanted to come to Houston because they was the same type of guy. For sure. He was, was more professional right. with it, though. But if he if he B, gets too far... Sorry, sorry. BC, do you have that Dylan Brooks picture of him walking into the tunnel? Go ahead. If he gets... What I'm saying is if he gets too far out of line, Ime knows firsthand how to bring him back in, mm -hmm. whereas I feel like a Taylor Jenkins is not that type of aggressive vocal yeah. outspoken coach i think that him and udoka are going to have a, a better relationship and i think you'll see a different Dylan brooks in, in houston so it'll be interesting to see for yeah. sure well i know we got to let you go and i don't know if we have this picture or not but we talked about fashion week in paris when you came on to open up the show stack and and you said yeah i'm not into that um but you just said you're a big fan of Dylan brooks and you yeah. know what's interesting i didn't i didn't say his outfits no, no, but y'all, you kind of, y'all kind of, y'all kind of remind me of each other. How y'all, y'all drip check. Let me see this picture, please. I don't know if we have it. Do we have it? Do we have any Working Dylan on Brooks? It. Huh? Working on it. Oh, see, we see, this is the new media where we're still putting our files together. And like, we have a picture I of, uh, I don't think our swag is the same. They're similar. No, it's not. Y'all both similar in height. Him and Dylan Brooks? Uh, I don't take chances. I don't take chances with stuff though. My stuff. Dylan is Brooks cosplay cosplayed as freaking Stone Cold Austin during his title run. I've never had my nipples out, B. Do you want me to pull up? Do you want me to pull up a uh, uh, Stacks drip check when he used to walk into the tunnel? I can guarantee you he wasn't dressed like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and I had about four bandanas on too in my pocket, on each pocket. I was out of there. I was tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Stack, you Dylan Brooks walked into the tunnel with a perm. Yeah, he was yeah. doing some different stuff last season. I ain't right, never did we'll it. Had a leather we'll vest on with no shirt, B. I ain't yeah. never did that, B. Let, let me see. Let's see if we have a picture, bro. You never dressed like this? Do we have it? Can we see? I was I was in the 5X t-shirt era, baby. Tell me yes Back or no if you team. ever, if you ever, if you ever dressed like this. I'm telling you now, and I haven't. Without even seeing it. Do we have it? Regardless of what come up there. I ain't just No, we don't have it. Okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> bro, come on, bro. Come Never on, in my stack. life, dog. Never in my life, dog. The glasses. I see you wear glasses. I see you wear glasses. I keep some fresh shades on. You keep fresh shades on. Um, yeah, and, you know, I, but I never walked out with you know, nah, no shirt on. I ain't, I ain't that confident in myself. <laughs> All right, look, you know you're in your closet right now. It's easy for us to pivot that uh, that 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 camera and see your closet. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, stop I, trying. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> that like, I'm that. looking at the photo now on, on the on the actual live. Like that does nothing for me. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, we love you, bro. What you working on now? Anything? More. Anything you working on right now? What's cool, right? So, What's happening in your life? I know, I know, I, I know you're gonna love what I'm about to say. So I love y'all too. First off, uh, second, um, I'm calling my first fight in Atlanta City with, at Boots Ennis. I'm doing the pre-fights uh, live for the first time. So uh, I'm oh, excited yay. about this. Oh Atlantic City. Oh wow! Congratulations. Hey, my only advice right. to you is this, bro. Just say, hit him with a left. He hit him with a right. Yeah. He hit him with a right. Okay, Migos. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, bro. You ooh, crossing ooh, over. That's ooh. what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Ooh. You see my dog? They they counted my dog out. You know, it'd be funny getting him, getting Stack and Snoop Dogg to call a fight together. You ever see Snoop Dogg right. call a fight? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that awesome. Snoop is like awesome. just no, so dramatic and Snoop. over the top. We don't need Snoop. I love I'm Snoop. saying the two of them together would no. be hilarious. I need him and Matt. They're the tag team. They're the brothers. They just them <laughs> Yes, team. Matt. But I think <laughs> no. that the combination of Stack and Snoop calling a fight would be comedy. Oh, my God. Would be golden. That's dope. Because bro. Snoop goes, <laughs> if Stack can do it, you can do it. 
I'm telling you, you know where the, you know Facts. his story, know where he come from. Dude talking about basketball now, he talking about football now. He in boxing, he producing shows and all that. Bro, salute, bro. Love you, bro. Oh wow, we have someone Ain't in the reason. chat. Bye, Brandon. bye, bye, stack. We gonna let you go because we stack. ten minutes over. Much I love, y'all. Love. Love. Right, talking good. about my dog calling fights, man. That's cool. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Brandon, we um we have someone in the chat who wants to see you fight Le'Veon Bell. Oh. Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Was it a left? Can we, is there any way, BC? I know we probably can't do this, and you don't have to try to do this. But I think there's a video of Le'Veon Bell knocking out Adrian, Adrian uh, Peterson. That was bad. That hurt my heart. Like Adrian Peterson taking that left. Maybe it was a right. He came over, overhand right. Bam! And he just dropped like this. It was out. So are you afraid to fight him? Is that what you're saying? No, I'll knock Le'Veon Bell's ass out. Oh, so you get, get back <laughs> for Adrian Peterson? I'll knock any <laughs> football player. Oh. Name anybody. Oh. Knocked out. Um. Okay. Let's I got go. a chin ass. DK Metcalf. Come on. Like, come on. Wait, wait, why do you say DK? Because he's big? Like, that <laughs> muscles? So, DK Metcalf? Who's you? You Me? and DK Metcalf in the ring. Any football player. Any football player. I got a chin. Listen to what I'm saying to you. I got a chin so I can take a punch. I got hands. I'm trained. Okay? And I'm a little loose in the head. <laughs> you got to be. When you get out, oh, my God. Oh, oh, to the death. To the death. Like, you got to have that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> he said any football player he's knocking them out yeah right. it's not even fair I'm too I'm 250 right now and Le'Veon Bell probably 200 210 I mean in my reach. DK Metcalf's a big a guy clip, man. DK Metcalf DK Metcalf if you talk about racing he got me he got me in a race <laughs> that's it that's all DK Metcalf got me in right now that's my baby brother we got what about Aaron Donald you knocking him out him, him too 
Wow. That's my brother. We come from the same hood too. You better keep yes, that. Yes, Lincoln, Larmer, right there, the outside, right across boy. the bridge. You better keep that fight and on the outside. Put, clip this. All that <laughs> scene with your lady just post, where Erica just post you in the gym with your chest out. You get it too. All the muscles, popcorn. No, I ain't gonna call them popcorn muscles. That's uh, Joey Porter. I had a, a famous <laughs> clip where I called Joey Porter. I was like popcorn muscles. <laughs> but no, Eric, Eric, Aaron Donald. What about Von Miller? Von Miller get it too. You know that's our people. He get it too. It's all love. <laughs> Who else? Anybody? I'm trying to think of the bigger guys. I'm not going to give you like a Russell Wilson. That's clearly you'll knock him out. See, but that's not the thing, Ashley. You're going for bigger guys. You got to look at skill. You got to look at will. You got to look at fight. I think you would stuff. knock Russell Wilson out. I'm not going to oh, put you know, him in the Saquon ring. Saquon boxes. Saquon. Saquon. He's, too, he's too short. You just said that doesn't matter. <laughs> what I'm saying is like. <laughs> I don't know. That might be a hard fight for you too. Like, what about, like what about um, okay. What about TJ Watt? Out of there in the first round, Bobby Wagner. Out of there in the first round. First round, oh, first round. Bobby okay. Wagner. Wow. I love right. Bobby. Bobby. Let's, is let's a show dog this clip too. real quick. Let's show this clip real quick. All right, let's see what this clip is. Uh, oh man, yeah. Oh my the, goodness. B. Oh, B. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. That's a good. Did you see this? Ashley? Have you ever no, seen I've right? never seen that uh, before. That's, that's the definition of sitting them down. Yes. You know, he went straight down. He didn't fall back or forward. He went he straight Run that down. again. Run that Run it again. again this, look at this right hand. And this is sad. Like, why are, we, why, why are y'all doing this? It's probably for, what, $200,000? Can you run this again? Look at this. Take it. Watch his mouthpiece. Right? Do that right hand, Left hand. Boom. Oh, my goodness. He was out of there. <laughs> you don't want to see your legend. You don't want to see a le- living legend look at like this. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell should have <laughs> felt bad. <laughs> oh, okay. I have another one. Uh, Miles Garrett. Oh. Out of there. Rip. Miles Garrett, what? He's a dog, and he'll go the distance. He's the type of dude. He's so quiet. He's so smart, and you wouldn't think that he will fight to the death, but he will. He is a dog. But let me tell you something. He don't have the skill, Ashley. He's too stiff. He's too big. He's definitely a mm-hmm. dog. We've seen what he did to Mason. He could get tired quick. I see what he's. What he's about- not even tired quick. He can't even throw. Uh, Miles Garrett, if you're listening to this. All right, we're going to clip this. We're going to post it because we know you're not watching live. But we said we we appreciate all 500 that was watching today. We've been at a 500 almost all day. That's really good. Ashley, can we're you past 500. Appreciate we you are. We're right chat. now at 530. That's amazing. Thank you guys so much for rocking with us. So I know he's not watching live, but he will see this clip. Or if he doesn't, I'll send it to him because I have his, his cell number. Bro, send in a picture or a video of you throwing the right hand. A hook, a jab. I mean, that's gonna tell it all. He's too stiff. Okay, <laughs> he's too stiff. Can we move on now? One yeah. more. I got one more. I got oh, one, more. One, more. one more. One more. Micah Parsons. Ooh, he probably got some quick hands. See, what makes Micah really good is this. Let me tell you this. You know, I like stories, Ashley. Okay. So what makes him good? He's not the biggest. He is fast, but he's not the fastest. He's quick, but he's not the quickest. What makes him really special is. He has a motor. And this is interesting because a lot of times when you see a white defensive end or a white guy, they say, oh, he has a motor. He has a motor. That's what they say about white guys that play defensive end. This dude has all the skill and he has a motor. So what makes Michael Parsons really special in this situation, that he has a motor and he's a dog. But, again, it's going to come down to skill. Can he throw a punch? And I'm not convinced that he knows how to fight. Now, if it was a street fight, totally different. Like, now we got to grab, we got to wrestle, we got to do all of that. That's a different story. I still, I'm still victorious, but I might have a cut. 
on Monday morning coming into paper route. I might have a cut. I might have a swollen eye, okay? But I'll win. In boxing, he'll make it three rounds. Let's just read these stats real quick. 24, 6, 3, 245 pounds. That's a big boy. Heavy say it weight. again. Say pause. it again. Say, say it again. Uh, yeah, 24, okay. 6, 3, 245 pounds. Now read my stats. You're just athletic. Now All read right. my stats. 40. <laughs> 39 <laughs> 65 232 250 259 255 What's your fighting weight B? Uh my same playing weight. I'll get down to 235. Okay. Give him, give 235. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like business. it'd be a good fight. Mm. Oh, by but, the way, while we talking about Dallas players, I did want to mention the three games I think is possible for Ashley. New York Jets at the AT&T Stadium. That's on September 17th. That's our first. That's a uh, Sunday. Bit, what is it called? Oh, uh, Jets Cowboys? Jets Cowboys. That would be fun. In, so I'm thinking B, we gotta do Ashley. Yeah, y'all know I, I have no smoke with MetLife as long as it's, you know, the Jets. Otherwise, y'all see, know I how didn't, I feel. See, I didn't suggest that one because that was like the, uh -huh. first one, the first Giants game. The second one is in November at AT&T Stadium. And then just to bring my boy... Uh, Corey here. They play and Christmas and Eve down here. Local Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Mm, so that's three oh, games right there. We gotta activate Potential. all three. Thumb, Let's activate all three. And we gotta Absolutely. get stacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta ask, we gotta get stack with the Dallas one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Listen, I want to talk Mike Evans. This weekend, he spoke to Ari Alexander, and he said that he wants to break Jerry Rice's Jerry Rice's consecutive a thousand yard record right now. He's at nine. Jerry records. Uh, Jerry's record is 11. He said, I think about it, it's right there. So I'm going to definitely try to get that. I'm already one of one right now, and I hope I can pass the great, record, uh, the great Jerry Rice and his record. He says he's one of one because nobody has started out with that many consecutive seasons with 1,000 yards. So that makes him one of one. But, yeah, he's chasing, he's chasing a great one with this one. Uh, and we're going to talk about Jay Rice in a little bit, but like, how, you think Mike Evans can, can get that record? Well, before you answer, it would be easier if Baker Mayfield wasn't his quarterback. That's what I'm saying. I, I, we, I think that's, 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 all, that's all I got. No, I think that's, I think that's easy for us to say. Um, I think he can break it even with... Um, uh, with uh, Baker Mayfield? Yeah, there's a few reasons. Well, all right, break it down. I, and this is not about me. This is about Mike Evans. So the first thing I would say is that, yes, he can... He can break it mm -hmm. right now it's about um attrition the war on uh you know against attrition like being healthy if he can stay healthy he can absolutely do it i had 17 quarterbacks and i was still able to produce at an extremely high level and if and that's why i say it's not about me but if you put the list together like the top five six receivers that went over a thousand consecutively i'll probably be somewhere there all right and I did it with 17 quarterbacks. So a guy like Baker Mayfield can absolutely get it done where he knows this is my guy, one-on-one -on -one matchups. Like, we're, it's easy. We're talking about six catches mm -hmm. uh, a game, 66 yards a game. And they do have an extra game. I'm saying at this point, you think he's game. done that math considering how long he's 100%. Like, literally, 66.6 gets you 1,000. Yeah. Well, actually, it's a little lower now because Ashley said they added a game. game. When I was yeah. playing it with 60, if you average 66.6 yards a game gets you 1,000. Yeah. 16 games, right? So now they have an extra game. He can absolutely get that. Baker Mayfield knows that this is the man on this team. This dude makes everything go. All Mike Evans has to do is look at him, Ashley, and say, yo, bro, throw me the ball. He don't even have to talk. He's looking at him like, 
And that means throw me the ball. Mm -hmm. So he can absolutely get this done. I think it's even easier for him with the Baker Mayfield than any other quarterback than a Tom Brady. Because if Tom Brady coming in, Tom Brady's going to go through his system. Tom Brady's going to just sit back and say, you know what? I have to, like, I'm Tom Brady. I have the power. I have the leverage. I'm going to make sure Godwin, Chris Godwin, is it Godwin or Goodwin? Godwin. Chris Godwin, no disrespect. Chris Godwin, um... I got to get him involved. I got to get Antonio Brown involved. I got to get uh, Gronkowski involved. Mm-hmm. He's going to go through the system, and he's going to make sure he he's, he has the right integrity in how yeah, he works his true. offense. Baker Mayfield, when shit hits the, hit the fan, Baker Mayfield be like, yo, I'm in trouble. Mike, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Right? And so it, it doesn't always make for a great balance attack, a great offense. But it does make for a guy like Mike Evans to have a legendary year. You might see Mike Evans go for fifteen hundred yards this year. Honestly, do we have that graphic with the you know the compare? There we go. No. So I mean, if, if we being honest, so I'm looking at the quarterbacks he had at the beginning of his career. I know Jerry Rice is ridiculous, God. but look we at look that at ninety-five number. What ninety-five? Oh yeah, Jesus. The man, the man almost during the time, during the time where they wasn't throwing it My sixty God. times a game. Well, actually. no, on that on that note, Brandon, look at eighty-six though. He had fifteen hundred and eighty-six. I was Jesus two years old. Christmas. Yeah, like to your point, they wasn't they weren't throwing the ball like that in eighty-six, and he had fifteen hundred yards. But no, what I was going to say about Mike Evans, his quarterbacks at the beginning of his career, Josh McCown, yeah. Mike. Glennon, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Griffin. So he's been through a couple quarterbacks, Blaine Gabbert. And look at his, you know, his numbers at the beginning of his career, right? You know, 1,200, 1,300, yeah. had a 1,500-yard uh, year there. So I think he can make it happen. Bro, it's easy. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you Looking guys. Looking at these numbers real quick, though, the comparison of Jerry Like, I only knew Jerry Rice's 90, 1990, 92 numbers at the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing them all, like, in front of me. Yeah. Like, Mike Evans' numbers are impressive, but my God, those Jerry Rice numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Especially. Like, when you think era, when you think, like, the t- like quarterbacks, the, like, just the, how the game was different, Mike Evans are impressive as hell, mm-hmm. not taking that away from him, to be able to right. do that consecutively. But looking at Jerry's numbers and those kind of numbers to do that consecutively, so 95 and lose 2,000 yards. That's why he's the GOAT, Ashley. He's definitely no, he's but, the GOAT. But can we talk about that, though, Brandon? Like, cause, cause he dog. could he not potentially be like the goat of football though? Jerry Rice, he got his, yeah. Jerry Rice has thirty six NFL records. I know we have a graphic too with some of his like notable records right now. He has the record for most receptions. That's fifteen hundred receptions. I I, I want to. I gotta. Uh, can we can we check and see who's second for receptions? Because he, okay. he he has to be leading. You know, leading that by a, by a mile. Receiving yards twenty two thousand. Mm. 14,000, I mean, 14,000 yards receiving uh, season, excuse me, 208 total touchdowns. The next person is Emmett Smith, I believe, and he has like 170. Yeah. And then he has the most yards of any player, like any player, obviously outside of, I believe, quarterbacks, right. with for combined net yards. Right. Like, is he not one of the GOATs to ever play football? I, I think it's, no, definitely one of the GOATs. But when we talk about the GOAT, I think it's stop, hard. Stop, stop, stop. Stop. What are we talking he's, about? No, you know what I hate. Come on. You know what I'm about to say. I was repeating what he said. He said, what are the goats of football? That's what he said. Of course you said. What does goat mean, Ashley? He, okay. I'm, it's hard. I hear what you're saying. I get what you're saying, Corey. Mm-hmm. But I think it's hard. It depends. Like the, That's the whole argument of what came first, the chicken or the egg kind of argument. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is some will argue, okay, but Jerry's numbers weren't possible without a quarterback throwing him the pass. So you have to look at what what you weigh as more important mm-hmm. in terms of that argument. That's what I'm saying, the chicken or the egg. I It's hard to 
negate what Tom Brady has done. Now mm-hmm. you can say, well, Tom Brady couldn't have accomplished this without Belichick or this person or Edelman or whoever. Factual. But when you look at his resume and the rings on his fingers, you automatically, when you think football, you think of the success of the quarterback and how that infiltrates everybody else. It's unfortunate because he's not the only piece that makes the puzzle work, but some will say, a lot will say he's the most important piece. So he gets the criticism, but he also gets the accolades. So So when you're talking GOAT, that's why usually people will automatically talk about a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and Tom Brady. But if if we really took our time and dissected football and looked at pound for pound, play for play, then Tom Brady might not even be top 10. Whoa. Jerry Rice could be up there. Yeah, but there's guys like Reggie Wayne. You talk about GOATs, greatest of all time. J.J. Watt had a crazy era. I'm not, uh, before I go into this any farther, I'm not saying J.J. Watt is a GOAT. But when J.J. Watt, there was like four years, maybe five years, when he won this crazy run where he literally wiped out the whole offensive line and you couldn't do shit. Like, there's guys like that that did it at a high level that we don't talk about because of what you said. Mm-hmm. They don't have the rings. They don't have. They didn't have the attention. They don't. They weren't. They weren't marketable. They didn't play but, the right position. Correct. Like mm-hmm. Reggie Wayne is one of those guys that can easily be in the conversation when we talk about the goat. But our generation, this era, like we're not. We're never. T- when is the last time you ever heard Reggie? Somebody say Reggie Wayne. Long yeah. time. Yeah, it's not often. Right. Think about Aaron Donald for ten years consecutively like yeah. and consistent at a high level you talk about quarterback drop back boom get hit smacked like that's how good he was yeah. running back takes off boom he's two yard loss yep. right so yes i have uh tom brady as my goat but because i'm lazy because <laughs> it's the easy answer right <laughs> yeah i want to be honest like because i think it's easy for us to say tom brady is the goat seven rings and what he's done and how he's brought others along it's very special i just think it's but... also very hard to make a counter argument it's comparing apples and oranges like if i say tom brady's the goat right and you say lt's the goat mm-hmm. right how do we even argue that they're two totally different positions yeah. they had two totally different responsibilities yeah. they played two totally different they had two totally different playbooks mm-hmm. like it's hard to, that's why in football, it's so hard to label the GOAT, which is why people normally just stick to a quarterback because basketball, you can do that. Because yeah. basketball, everyone has somewhat of the same responsibilities, the stats all line. It's it's yeah. easier to make that argument. So if I say it's Jordan, you can make an argument of why it's LeBron yeah. and right, it's, right. it's easier to go ahead and have that argument. You can see it from both perspectives. I, How the hell do I argue LT versus Tom Brady? Right. Well, well, piggybacking Where, off of that, the equal, Ashley, Where's I, the equal factor? Tough. Tough. I, I will say this. Um, I think not only myself, but a lot of us in this space have been lazy when it comes to the GOAT conversation regarding football, all right, at the highest level. I think the GOAT resides on the defensive side, and here's why. On the offensive side, you need the offensive coordinator, and you need everybody working together to get the job done, whether it's to get the first down, score a touchdown, uh, complete and, and, and you know, the two-minute drive, whatever it is. Like, you need all of that working together. That's why Tom Brady is special because he did that at a high level for a very long time. But Tom Brady, right, going out there, if his receiver slips at the top of the route, drops a ball, he doesn't get the job done. 
On the defensive side, you take a guy like an LT, you take a guy like a Reggie Wayne, even an Aaron Donald, and you put them out there. The defensive coordinator can call a bad play. Everybody can fall on the route, and he goes, he can run through two, three people, get a sack or get a tackle for loss, and the defense wins. Mm -hmm. So I think if we're really uh, 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 being intentional and spend time breaking down each position, we will find that the defensive side is where the GOAT is. And I think it starts with those three guys that we we, we talked we just mentioned and you brought up LT. LT, Reggie Wayne, and Aaron Donald. I'm a I actually believe that football may be the only sport, and I know Brandon's gonna hate this, but I think like when we talk baseball, you can't really do it. When you talk basketball, you can't do it. When you talk when you talk hockey, you can't do it. I think football, because of how complex it is and how different the positions are and the responsibilities are, I feel like football may be the only sport where you can have multiple goats because they oh. are, because everybody has a different responsibility. And like I'm saying, like I can't argue Jerry Rice versus Tom Brady. They don't do the same well, thing. Well, can we do this? Let's, you can I have a goat-wide receiver. No, I, a goat. I disagree I with you. I think NFL is no. the only sport you can do well, that in. I agree with you. If you say goat, at this position, or goat of defense, goat of offense, then we can have that conversation. But you say who's the goat of the NFL? You got to pick one, because it's black and white for me. It's who's the greatest of all time. You got to be able to pick one. So let's stop being lazy and let's do the work and let's pick who's the goat of the NFL. But I agree with you. You can have mine's Brady, but I, I mean, are you being lazy or are you, are you really believe Tom Brady is no, the I goat? No, I, I. It's Tom Brady for me. Okay. But I, I can't be mad if somebody says uh, LT. Right. I just can't. It'd be hard for me to make my case on why it's Brady against a non-quarterback. Mm -hmm. It's Now, if you say Brady versus Montana, I can make that argument all day. Right. But I can't right. argue LT versus right. Right. Brady. How the hell? Where's the I foundation you, of that argument? But that's where I'm saying where we're being lazy is because, and I, tr you know, LT can disrupt everything the offense is doing just like that. Like mm -hmm. how many times, like if if LT and Tom Brady went head to head, all right, who has the advantage, right? LT just needs himself. He can he he's shown that he can run through. I mean, two yeah. three people, any type of schemes, and still get to the quarterback or shut down the run game. Now. Tom Brady, he's shown that he's able to overcome everything. That's why he's been able to win seven Super Bowls. But if the receiver slips or the or O'Brien, Billy O'Brien or Josh McDaniels mess it up, mm -hmm. then he's in a tough position. Yeah. So I think there is an argument there. Like you see, you you've seen it in the past. Tom Brady go against legendary defensive line, Michael Strahan and the Giants. They won. They stole two Super Bowls Ooh, from sure the, the the Patriots. Oh, yeah, right? They did. Why? <laughs> because you had Michael Strahan and OCU Mayor on the other side, and you had big big. And Michael Strahan was a beast. They had a crazy defensive line, being able to disrupt everything they're doing. I don't care what receivers you have. Randy Moss doesn't matter. Julian Edelman doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This defensive line is going to get to you before you can do anything else. Doesn't matter. You can have the best game plan. Spygate. Y'all have all of our calls. Y'all know what the hell we doing. But my defensive line can get through there. So now I'm being more specific. Maybe this conversation is helping me get to the point. <laughs> not only does the defensive, not only does the defensive side have the goat, the, so the, the 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 goat resides on the defensive side. It's a defensive line. The defensive line is the most important position, Ashley, on the entire field. Yeah. 
You, you might you might got something there. All right, we can move it's, on. It's the truth. We got to ask anything to add before we move on. No, I mean we can go around in circles about it's it's yeah. like I said, chicken or the egg. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, guys. Well, listen. I want to talk the Los Angeles Chargers this weekend. Ooh. New OC Kellen Moore had some. Uh, well, he spoke to media and, and was asked about several things. But one thing he oh, I know Kellen Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing he was asked about was his quarterback, right? And he made the point that um, you know with. Justin Herbert's decision making is going to allow him to call a more uh, aggressive offense. And it's actually, I, I is kinda, that is that shade, yo, Kellen? That's literally what I wanted to ask you. I was like, was that shade? Because in the same in the same breath, he it's funny also how they gave, switch up when they change right, teams. Right, right. No, it was funny. He gave Dak Prescott a compliment too. He was like, Dak Prescott, he's a great leader. I've never Hold seen anything what? like that. But then he came back and said this. He's like, but this, you know, with this new opportunity, it's going to allow me to call an offense in an aggressive manner. Almost insinuating that he wasn't able to do that, maybe in Dallas. Bullshit. Cap. It's bullshit. No, Kellen. Cap, bullshit, same thing. You weren't able, your decision making was trash because you were calling the same static, just run down, predictable plays. Don't Mm -hmm. blame that on Dak's decision making. If that's what you were trying to throw, ain't nobody caught it. His, his, his playbook was tired. Mm -hmm. It was old. It worked in the first few seasons of him and Dak's relationship. Mm -hmm. And then it was no longer effective. Mm -hmm. It was, there was lack of creativity. There was lack of element of surprise. And I would be willing to bet that you see a lot of that same. Um, you may get uh, you may get some magic with him and Justin Herbert in this first season because it's fresh and it's new. It's the same thing that happened with Dak and the Dallas Cowboys. But I guarantee you, if he's there for the long term, you will see him them be in the exact same situation. Mm, so think- I know that QB one's the easy target, but don't come for Dak Prescott because that uh-huh. wasn't his fault. Did McCarthy have anything to do? Because I used to hear a lot of stuff about him, like like pulling back plays and doing it himself because yeah, he used to be sure. a big time play caller himself. Right. For so sure. Like, did that have any effect you think? I mean, yes, but also his Kellen Moore's playbook was not aggressive. Just trash. But, okay. but, but it was not, just it was safe. No, I think I what hap- what happened is this, right? And you got to understand this is how it works whenever you bring coaches together. The coaches come together and then this uh, the, the head coach brings his philosophy, but he does bend and adjust. So he sits down like if it's an offensive guy like um, uh, Coach McCarthy is. He'll bring in a defensive guy. Say, like, okay, this is what I want. I want a four-three defense, or I want a three-four scheme, or I want to, you know, be more aggressive on maybe a zone blitz. What, whatever the situation is, he goes. Fi- he goes and finds that guy and lets that guy runs his team. And that's the opposite too. If you're a defensive, a defense-minded uh, head coach, then you go get an offensive guy and you let that offensive guy work, but you create the type of scheme that you want and you go find that guy. So now you have Coach McCarthy, who was an offensive-minded coach. He goes and gets an offensive coordinator. That offensive coordinator and that offensive-minded head coach have to come together and put their two systems together. Mm -hmm. So Kellen Moore has ideas, but the philosophy is... Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. I see how you see And that's where it becomes not creative, old, and stagnant. When I played with the Giants in 2018, we were studying and watching, and this is what Coach Ben McAdoo, we were doing the same shit Aaron Rodgers and Coach McCarthy was doing in 2011, 2012. Mm -hmm. Spider, spider, spider. Like the same hand signals, the same schemes. (laughs) Seriously, that's what it was. Web, web, web. So if... Eli Manning went out there and said, web, web, web. And a defensive coordinator, a defensive guy studied the audio from the ESPN TV copy. 
Yeah, where you heard the quarterback. That's why you hear we know uh, Peyton Manning say, Omaha, Omaha. Omaha. Everybody know that. It's legendary. Why? That's not what we study as players. What we study, when we watch film, 95% of the time, there's no audio there. Right. We're just watching just all the concepts and cut-ups. But I the really good that. teams 10 years ago, right, like this is where things start changing. This is where, like, why Bill Belichick is so amazing at what he does. Like, they find these different ways of scheming and studying. So now you have a Bill Belichick go out there maybe 10 years ago and say, let's study the ESPN copy because now I can have audio. What the fuck is Peyton Manning said? Omaha, Omaha. What, when he says Omaha, what is everybody on the field doing? So now those are the tells. Those are the tendencies. Okay? So I say all that to say this. Coach McCarthy comes in with a Kellen Moore and says, hey, here's what worked for us in Green Bay. Rightfully so. Y'all won a Super Bowl. And y'all were top five offense for how many years in a row? Web, web, web. Same web from 2011, but it's 2018, 2020. Spider, spider, spider. It's the same spider from 2012 that it is in 2022. So that's what defensive coordinators and, and guys are studying. Those are the tendencies. That's where we spend most of our time. Every time they say web, this is what's happening. OBJ's coming down in motion. He's going to get in a tight split. He's going to run his five-yard little pivot route. Then he's going to pivot out and go, go. That's spider. You understand? I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, I probably went too detailed, you know. This is no, high level football. No, but you know, I know your point with Belichick made the most because I've always known him as a defensive coach. That's right. So having that offensive power is like it's almost like saying, "Hey, this is what I want. You just take it over there, so I can focus on defense." That's right. And I get what you're saying, though. You brought That's up right. something interesting, though, Brandon, and this actually came up in your interview with Devonte Adams. What, what's keeping the NFL from releasing that type of footage so like the fans can watch it? Because it's not like it's going to give the other teams the advantage to be watching like the film cutups of players. Right? Like, why can't they just release those to the masses? I would love to watch film. Well, I think it's out there, but, you, you know, you have to find it. Is that what um, it is? NFL mm -hmm. Now, The Red Zone, they have that, um, the show that I was on for 10 years, Inside the NFL, this no, that's it's not coming back. I think they're going to take it to, like, uh, CT. I don't know what the... The yeah. CW is what the rumor is. Yeah, yeah. It is CW. CW has it, and they're trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do with it. Um but like shows like that, you see it. And then it also exists on social media. And that's the challenge is that there's no one place. Yeah, right. And that's why Inside the NFL was so good because you you heard that and you saw that um, from that show. You can only get it there. We used to always say that, you know, the star of the show is, is the films. Mm. It's NFL films, right? It's not us. It's really like being able to have access to that. Now everybody has access to that, that you know, that information or those sound bites. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I mean, we can move on. Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert. This is what I would say. This is what I wrote down when I saw that you put this topic together. For them to get over the hump, um, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Ashley needs to stay healthy. These are two. I just talked about defense alignment, and we're talking about the whole GOAT discussion. If those two guys stay healthy, it's a wrap for anybody they faced. We're talking, how the hell do you have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack? on the same team, on the same front. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, on paper, this team looks amazing. And, and yeah, right. you're right. That's the question I wanted to, to get to, right? Like, how does this team get over the hump? Because, well, you know, Kellen Moore also was asked about the receivers, and he points out the receiving group. And, and again, this team looks amazing on paper. So it, it's going to be the defense putting it together and maybe the offense. But do you think that they are lacking 
an established run game, right? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you hoping that Kellen Moore doesn't come in and get pass happy like we've seen this team? This team's always top five in passing, right? right? That's right, that's right. But what's going to be able, what's going to get them over a hump offensively? Like if the defense is playing well, what do they need on, on the offensive side? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I don't think you need to have a run game. The type of run game that we think about in today's NFL like I don't think you need to have that type of run game. We that's like uh Dallas Cowboys, Ashley Nicole's Dallas uh Ashley Nicole Moss's Dallas uh mm-hmm. Cowboys uh back in the day when they had Emmitt Smith. Yo, we're going to have a running back that totes it 20 30 times and may have 100 150 yards. Like that's not the type of running game you need in today's NFL to succeed. What you need is an efficient run game, meaning that on first down you can pick up four yards to five yards, right? When you need to have four yards, you get four yards. Uh, no um, tackle for losses. We can't have no inefficiencies when it comes to our run game. But today's NFL is about the passing game. The passing game set us up the running game. So what I think this team needs is three things. Coach Staley, for them to get over to Hope State, Coach, Sta- Coach Staley needs to be bold and he needs to be himself. Remember, this is a coach, a head coach that came out super aggressive. It's a coach that wanted want to go for it on, you know, fourth down when nobody was like, oh, shit, why are you doing this? And then he – they didn't convert. And so people pushed back on him. His jaw was on the line. So now he went into uh, like a cocoon and he started like just, okay, let me be safe. That's not who you are naturally. I think you need to die on the sword, right? Like in basketball they say like live by the three, die by the three. If you want to be an aggressive head coach, do that because that's the shit that's going to separate you from everyone else. So Coach Staley needs to be comfortable with who he is. I already said Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa needs to stay healthy and need to go ball. They, Them two can shut down everything any offense needs to do. If you want to double and push uh, the offensive line scheme, go scat right protection and because Khalil Mack's on the right now, you got one-on-one with Joey Bosa on the left yeah. side. You want to go scat protection and maybe go chip the left side, then you got the right side one-on-one matchup. It's crazy. And then the last thing is don't aim. Because you have all these pieces on the offensive side, Austin Eckler, uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Q Johnson, who they just uh, yeah. uh, drafted, don't aim for an explosive offense. Aim for an efficient offense. The difference is when you look around, you see all these guys like, yo, we go out there, we can put up 400-something-plus yards, 20-something, 30-something uh, uh, points a game because we have all this firepower. That's where it breaks. Just be efficient. Make the right decision. Convert on third down. Be super efficient in the red zone, and you'll exactly. see, you know what I'm saying, how all this comes together. Everything works yeah, I know. Point, I, yeah. I you see how excited I'm getting in football season. Seriously, seriously. Like I'm we, talking, we like I'm in it. Like I, I'm not going to do this weeks. every show and all through football season. But I love this shit, okay. man. Speaking well, of, we have. Go ahead, Andrew. Yep, I was going to say RSF Morrow 400. It's not a question. This is from the super chat. Can't wait for the I am athlete NFL fantasy league. Oh, oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. I think we that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Well, I know switching gears for the last few minutes of the show, everybody was asking us, you know, we were going to talk about this because we weren't on air when it happened. Brandon was traveling the world. Um, Two countries. Okay, flex. Um, (laughs) But everybody was asking if we were going to address and share our thoughts on what recently happened at ESPN. So, Brandon, if you want to start us off there, what did you make, you know, some of... People that we know 
um, or may not know that we were just fans of watching on TV or that we have personal relationships were let go from the company um, last week. What did you make of the mass exodus? It's I, I promise you guys this is not staged. Uh, this was not produced. Um, but I wrote about this. Right, Weird. like I wrote about it in Africa, like when I left, oh, wow. like a person. Like, yeah, I left, and I got almost tears in my eyes, like because uh-huh. I left the the slave castle, and you know, it, it when I went to the slave castle in Ghana, right, Cape Coast, and this is where three million slaves, no, three million Africans, black people, left to make that journey over to. America and half of them didn't make it, right? We're talking about harsh conditions. Well, they didn't leave; they were taken. Taken. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And so I'm sitting there, and as I, you know, walked out, because like I think a lot of us over here were numb, we're very fortunate, and we're very privileged. And so I was like, I, I wasn't really feeling what I thought I was going to feel in the castle. So I was like, let me write and see what comes up, right? And. I like associated what I was experiencing at the castle to what was happening ESPN. And this is what I wrote. And it's rough. Like, I'm going to put it out later. But, you know, I said freedom is the word that comes to mind as I lay in Ghana, West Africa, reading about ESPN recent layoffs. This week, we walked the slave castle where three million black men, women and children were chained, beaten, raped, sold and shipped to foreign lands, then turned into property. What I learned here was our strength, power was what stood out to the machinery, the, uh, whatever. Uh, uh, the machinery was needed to build the new world, America. The problem was there was nothing to pull or move the machinery to the, that had the strength and power. The cap, so the strength and power captivated the Europeans and unfortunately quickly turned to their solution in the West, meaning like they were developing this new land and they needed machinery, but they couldn't move the machinery. And they were like, uh, taken aback by our strength and power. They saw how we were carrying things. And so uh, originally the Portugal, the Portuguese, like came in with good intentions to spread Christianity. And then when they saw how valuable and how, you know, um, powerful the, the, the continent, continent was and the people was, other people start coming and they just like change like everything so what i wrote here and i'll be quick here because i i wrote so much and i just basically i said uh what i learned here was our strength power was what stood out to the machinery uh what, what stood out machinery was needed to build the new world america the problem was there was nothing to pull or move the machinery so the strength and power that captivated the europeans unfortunately quickly turned to their solution in the west as i learned more from our people about our people about what it what happened years ago it's hard to ignore how the trauma from then continues to enslave us today right we built espn the same way we built america it's time to build out our own but it's time for us to be owners of the very thing that uh, blah 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 it's going to start with us thinking bigger so what i was writing and it's still like a rough draft is like when you think about ESPN, the talent there, the athletes, the minority men and women that like tell those stories, that create the stories there for people to talk about and digest, it comes from us. 
And so it's unfortunate that we've seen some of our brothers and sisters be let go. But I look at it as an opportunity. Like, fuck that. Like, drop those chains and, like, come over. Go do what Pat McAfee did. Pat McAfee, before he went to ESPN, I mean, he was making $50 million a year, almost $50 million a year on YouTube. Right? Look at what some of the others are doing. Like, you can own your own IP. You can distribute your own content omni-channel. So, yeah, it sucks. But at the same time, like, you built ESPN. Go build your own. And so that's those are my thoughts when I was in Ghana um, and I saw the layoffs happen with so many talented men and women, Ashley. I mean, some will say, though, that the Pat McAfee deal was one of the reasons they had to lay off so many people. Mm-hmm. I saw that as well. You I know, well. you mm-hmm. give one person an $85 million contract, that money has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you have to trim the fat somewhere. You don't have a yeah. disposable income. Um, you know, you're paying Stephen A. Smith $8 million a year. That comes from somewhere. I mean, we all know the story of Maria Taylor wanting a certain payday upward to what Stephen A. Smith was getting paid. And she was doing a lot for the network at the time. And they told her, you know, we're not paying you that. So it's unfortunate when networks kind of pick and choose you know who they're going to give big paydays to but then on top of that it's also unfortunate because with that big payday there's the reason you see Stephen a on almost everything and Mm. while they're doing that because if i'm paying you eight million dollars i'm going to utilize you in so many different ways the network suffers in sense of how it relates to fans because do you want to see Stephen a smith on espn 24 hours a day seven days a week no what makes sports talk interesting, whether you like it or not, whether you disagree or not, is the different personalities and the different takes and the different opinions. And when you lose that, you lose that authenticity, you lose that diverse open discourse that comes from sports talk, even in this room. The four of us don't always have the same opinions, but that's what makes a conversation mm-hmm. a conversation. Exactly. And when you remove, when you start to remove that and dial that back, you lose what makes sports talk interesting and what makes it enjoyable to watch because now you're dealing with the same opinions. So right. it's frustrating and it's it's unfortunate. Well, I, I got to be honest here. I think that, you know, the all the smokes of the world, the I Am Athletes of the world, even Uninterrupted, the Players' Tribune, um, the Pat McAfee's of the world is one of the reasons why uh, the ESPNs, the FS1s are in trouble. Um you know, they've been around for a long time. They're dinosaurs. But when we're able to come on uh, YouTube or distribute our content on Twitch or wherever and have big audiences, um, that's a, a direct threat to them. Because those eyeballs and that viewership is now going from linear to people like ourselves. So what we should be looking at, and this is why I say, like, okay, cool, like, there's no time to sob. It's time to celebrate because it's opportunity. But people are afraid to take these chances. Like we, when you say new media, Draymond kind of highlighted this and made it famous when uh, Golden State Warriors uh, two years ago uh, won their was it fourth title. He went from you know sitting in front of his locker after a game being uh, uh, kicked out and waiting for ESPN and everyone from FS1 and different men and women on the beat and bloggers just, you know, answer their questions to going in this hotel and, and hey, you want to hear my thoughts? You got to listen on a Draymond Green uh, 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 podcast, whatever the hell it's called, right? And that's new media, right? And so we have an opportunity 
to really build our own audiences. Now, the challenge for us is can we monetize? Can we bring in brands and sponsors without losing our authentic voice? Um, can we bring in brands and advertisers without diluting our brand? Like that's the challenge. Can we stand up teams? Can we build out teams? But we should be looking at this as a huge opportunity. It's not It's not just Pat. When you look at Pat McAfee, I hear what you're saying because you're right, Ashley. But it's not just Pat McAfee. It's all of us that's disrupting, you know, what ESPN is doing and in FS1, right? We used to go there to break our stories. Now you got guys uh, making their announcements, their decision on Twitter and Instagram, right? Like, yeah, we had it here. And, and then also you got to understand the global economy. Like, it's... They're not the only ones. Google had massive layoffs, right? Like all the major 7, corporations. Everyone. Yeah. No, that was massive. Disney. Disney had 7,000. Disney, okay. Google, all the big corporations have had massive. But it's interesting because Disney, I'm forgetting what it's called. I think it's called an RPN, RPNL or something like that. So Disney as a company, as an overall company, because, you know, Disney owns ABC, ESPN, all. Disney oh. itself wasn't doing, isn't doing well, which is mm. why they had to lay off 7,000 people. But ESPN, which is the article I read the other day, which is why they're separating the two, because ESPN's profitable. Like they're actually doing well as a mm -hmm. company. Mm -hmm. The parent company, well, the parent, they're doing, they're not in the red. They're doing well. Disney as a company is not doing well, which is what their layoffs are coming from. But when your parent company is not doing well, they will it's try to one. cut. They will try to cut costs from their sister companies that may be doing well to go ahead and. Soften the blow of the overall, the mothership, if you will. So it may not even be ESPN as its own entity, but because mother's not happy, now everyone's unhappy. Everybody yeah. suffering. You know I mean? And you guys will, you guys will uh, see me wear a hat, like it's a black hat and it says EBITDA on it. E-B-I-T-A. EBITDA, right? Earnings before interest, taxes, and amortization. Right. And so like what Ashley's talking about, and this is why we got to understand these things. And this is what that first part of my trip was about and can like I'm sitting down with the biggest advertisers um, and, and brands out there. It's all about relationships. But now you go from having a hundred million dollar budget to 50 million dollar budget. So they're sitting on 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 their wallets and they're not really spending because of where the global economy is at. Look at Nasdaq, look at our stock market, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm saying that because. Uh, the, the problem is you can be in the black, Ashley, but what they're looking at is the healthy margins. Like, we don't want to see 5%, 10%. They want to see 30 to 35%. Now, 35 might be a lot, hmm. right? And that's what it's about. And so all of us in this space now, content creators, stop thinking like creators. Stop thinking like, um, you know, talent and think like a business, understanding the entire market. The budgets and the system, like when are we, people are doing upfronts and how, how do we connect with brands? How do we monetize our platforms? How do they think, right? And for so long, and that's why I wrote that like we're still enslaved is because we just show up, I'm a ta I'm talent, I'm creating great content and, and we just getting, you know, these checks. But if we actually understood the global economy, how the whole system works, where we're at today, who's spending, how they're spending and how that affects us, then we'll be in better position. But we're in an interesting time right now, Ashley, where you can make millions of dollars on YouTube. Yeah. Well, Point blank period. Definitely just want to wish everybody hustle. the best. 
Um, you know, anytime anyone loses their job, especially yeah. a job they've been at for many, many years, it's unfortunate. Um, it's an adjustment. Um, you know, it's 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 going into the unknown, and some people have you know their next step planned out, and some people go to you know, YouTube weren't prepared for this, and it's going to take them a little bit longer to land on their feet. So, you, wishing everybody the very very best um, in their I new ain't. chapters and their their <laughs> I am as y'all know Jalen Rose's family to come me. over here. That's my big brother. Come on over here. So yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm wishing him the very very best and everybody else who was involved. Um, some of the favorites, some of my Man. personal favorites at ESPN are are no longer there. I ain't spending no time. Listen, that hey. was very beautiful. I, what just, you just I wish y'all the best for real. There you go. Let's cut that. One door Let's closes, sure we another that. opens. We put that out for Ashley. And, we don't have to put that audience. out. I'm just I'm just sending. It was very beautiful. It could be. It could no. be any of us. No, no, that's the problem. That's the point. I mean, it could be. No, we ain't. We we have ownership of our own shit. No, but it could be. It may not be you in this space. It could be you in a different space, or maybe you lose an endorsement deal that you once had. That's and, the or, problem. But, we got to stop thinking like that. So you know yeah. what? So and this is what we talked about with Angel Reese. I know we got land the plane here. And, and also, we are still in this position because we, yes, we're on YouTube. We can say whatever we want to say. We can do whatever we want to do. But if something happens to YouTube, we have no more distribution. So the next phase for us creators is creating our own channels, our own platforms Networks. that we own and operate. Oh, Twitter's down. Instagram's down. We go crazy for six hours because Instagram and Twitter's down. Well, what happens to our platform if it's down? Right? So like this is the next phase of it, and then the, uh, the other thing that we need to think about is our own products because we're in a global recession right now, or whatever you want to call it. Some people are scared to talk about it, but like, it's all messed up. Brands ain't spending money. They're not, and it's affecting everybody. So what do you have? We all got to look at this. We just came through a global uh, a global pandemic. What do you have? You better be thinking about a product that you own and operate. Beauty. Health and wellness, media, something, uh, educational platform, something. Like I can talk about this Spark forever. That I'm entrepreneur, a right? Huh? Spark that entrepreneur. In yeah, yourself. not everybody's an entrepreneur, but like basically, you got to be okay with if you take that employment route, then you got to be okay with your livelihood and your destiny in the hands of somebody else. That shit's uncomfortable. That's an amazing episode. Of and people. on that note, <laughs> yeah, right. you brought it up. I didn't think it was going to go this deep. I just wanted to send people <laughs> condolences. And condolences. Just, you know, but congratulations. Later. Yeah, right. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know if we say congratulations when people are laid off, but okay. Sure. Corey? <laughs> it's a wrap. I'm going to let Boss Man close it out on his, last, on his first episode. We are back. Uh, we went extremely deep and we had a great time today on this uh episode of paper route presented by i am athlete appreciate everybody tuning in and watching us um, as we take our ownership and independence we are fighting hard to break the news to tell our story so we appreciate you guys hopefully you guys keep coming back subscribe like comment give us your suggestions so we can keep getting better um, but we will see you tomorrow it doesn't stop i think we see them wednesday right Oh, is it Wednesday? We're fourth, off tomorrow? Yeah, 4th of July. Yeah, 4th of July tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, Happy Independence Day. Okay, we're not laid off. <laughs> <laughs> we still have a job. We still, <laughs> right, so, right. We're still here. Ashley's like, why are you talking like this? 
We'll see you. We'll see you Wednesday. Paper out. Peace. Have a safe fourth, everyone. <laughs> Be smart. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not.